Saints fans, we are off to Galatasaray. It's episode 24 of Dogger Saints, an unofficial St. Johnson podcast. Welcome back to a brand new episode, episode 24 of Dogger Saints, an unofficial St. Johnson podcast. We're off to Istanbul this week, the league season's back, and I'm joined by the man who would quite happily perform a seance in the middle of Keith while going home to polish his taps, as our both taps, it's Danny Williams. Istanbul is Constantinople now, it's Istanbul of Constantinople. Why did Constantinople get the works? That's nobody's business but the Perth. <laughs> Come on, it's been some good rustling this week. It has been some good rustling. And we have got the chief rustler on the show today, Sam Porter. He's the man behind the digital media officer for St. Johnson. He's the guy who came up with the welcome to Tullock sign. He's the guy that did the Chris Kane graphic for when he signed his new contract. Top guy, hard worker, and he gives us a wee insight this week behind the scenes of what actually goes on behind closed doors. Brilliant lad, absolutely great uh, to have him on the show. But inadvertently started one of the most tedious debates I have ever witnessed in my life is McDermott in, in uh, Leffermore in Tullock. I'm glad they left, we left it at St. Johnson not on a Twitter poll. But we've not done a Twitter poll this season. That's a forgotten about feature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need to bring that back. They were always a good chuckle. Yeah. Oh, do you know what I also had in my, my notes this week? They're, they're very, very sketchy at best, but also I don't think I told you who I spoke to on the phone a couple of weeks ago. Go on. Lynn's out the house walking a dog and her phone rings and I pick it up and go, hello. She went, hello, is Lynn there? I was like, that's genuinely what she sounded like. I went, eh, no, she's just popped out to walk the dog. Can I take a message? She went, I was told to give her a call. It, it's Wickfield here. <laughs> As in Saturday night and I like the way you move. Na 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 Yeah, the very same. Wickfield on the phone. 90s mainstay. Number one, Wickfield. We love the 90s. Oh, we do love the 90s. That is unbelievable news. This is, what a life you started to lead here. Unbelievable. I don't think I had anything to do with the podcast. It was basically at the time when England were playing Denmark in the Euros and so they were trying to get her on a radio show because she was trying to convince the Scots to get behind Denmark nah. yeah so uh, Lynn had got in touch with her agent and her agent passed Lynn's number to Wigfield and Wigfield called so I just went right see you later Wigfield did, did Lynn ever get to speak to her? Uh, yes yeah yeah she was oh did she just get put off by you? yeah th- I think that was it I think that was it done when I started singing I, went, I, I used to know all the dance moves and stuff I used to do it in front of the mirror yeah, imagine, I'd imagine I'd be the type of guy who would try and do the dance moves in front of her but get it wrong and end up doing uh, steps five, six, seven, eight, or the Macarena. Just really fuck it up. Oh, the slosh. <laughs> nice. Anyway, football season is back. It's back. It's beautiful. The unrivaled world of Scottish football has returned this weekend. And boy, oh boy, I was glad to see it back. It was, and everything that comes with it. Obviously, we have the the fact that fans can get in the ground. What an absolute treat. We'll cover the Ross County game very, very shortly. But first, I just want to talk about another point which we all seem to have forgotten about over the summer. Fan commentary. Oh, it's, you know what? When you've got, when you've had sort of weeks of either the bizarre, miserable ramblings of Jermaine Jenis or Danny Murphy or the complete unbridled joy of Ali McCoist, <laughs> Ali and Clive. What a, what a duo. They're a great duo. You forget that they were a good duo. duo. I thought I didn't think he could top Ali and John from the World Cup, but there we go. I was 
I was wrong. But when you've had that, you sort of forget about what we all sort of listened to last season and the sort of unbelievable patter that can come from it. Not from Guidi, but... Yeah. Now, the reason I'm talking about fan comedy because the season is barely a week old and Clyde Bank, who would have thought, is the team that so far leads the way with fan commentary reaction. Now, you may have seen this on Twitter or not, but if you didn't, Clyde Bank's called an absolute worldie from, I don't know, 30 yards out, an absolute peach. And it was followed up by a bit of comedy I don't think I've ever heard before. Who's goes long with Banky's win again? There's little keepers off his left. Oh, my God! That is absolutely spike the monkey! That is disgusting. <laughs> Nicky Little, take a bow, son. Spank <laughs> the monkey. And, uh, disgusting. Disgusting. I, I reckon he's well picked up. I reckon he's well seen. It was what he is. That is disgusting. Brilliant. Uh, spank the monkey. Not something I've heard before, but I, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, I think. I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it from well, Shelley Kerr never... during our sex tips. So she advises... <laughs> I don't really want to know what's going on there anyway, but <laughs> you can't. I've, I've heard the expression spank the monkey before, but never in reference to football. Here's a great goal. Absolutely spank the monkey. Brilliant. That's just okay. going to randomly appear all the way through the show. It's a good soundbite to have. Absolutely spank the monkey. I feel sorry for Lynn when she comes to do her show and she presses the button. That used to be our clip for the £2,000 song. So uh, here's the big the big competition this week on Pure Radio. Absolutely spike the monkey. Big. Do, do you just like get a weekly bollocking when you hand the, um, hand the control panel back over to her? As long as I unplug, put her, iP- her Apple charger back into the computer, not my Android one, then that's that's the only thing that seems to upset her when I don't do that. But anyway, let's, let's go away from domestics and let's go to... I don't even know what Victoria Park. That's what I'm calling Ross County's ground. The Global Renewable Energy Arena. What is it? Dingus. Dingwall. That's exactly what it is. Let's go to Dingwall. So, first game of the season. Fans allowed back in the ground, which was a bit of an odd experience considering the fact that there was no kind of staggered times and it was a bit of a free-for-all. Anybody sitting where they wanted, and but they couldn't sell pies or programmes, which is all a little bit odd. Now, I made the journey up. Um, Dan, you were away down safe, but you've certainly seen the highlights and I was keeping you in touch during the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, highlights is a very generous way of describing it, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, but... the, oh the, sound's, <laughs> the sound's gone a bit funny. That's all right. We'll carry on. I'll try and fix it between the next segment. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um... Well, yeah. so I was, yeah, so I was, um, I'll tell you what you're talking about, what's it been, odd experience, just because there was no sort of designated seat numbers or anything like that. I was in, in what's it, an unrestricted um, heading line on Saturday. Free for all. And cricket, go- oh, total free, it was meant, it was, you know what, it was like just perfectly normal from from the olden times, from the pre-COVID times, but it was, yeah, properly like sort of, it was noticeable, it's like, God, I haven't seen this in, I haven't seen this in a while. But then you have a couple of pints, and you just get, you just get used to it. Again. No, it's um, so, the, <laughs> the couple, of, the couple of pints were purely medicinal. Yeah, I'm, and, sure, I'm sure it was. And and yeah, and it was, it, yeah, yeah, and a couple's a very um, generous description. Uh, anyway, yeah, back to the back to the football. <laughs> yeah, it all went it, wrong for me before the game even kicked off because I was sitting right behind the goals and. They were kind of practicing shots and one kind of flew up over towards me. Now, if the ball's coming in the crowd, what should you do? What's the right thing to do? Kind of. Correct. 
Now, this is what I attempted, but the ball kind of was a bit lower than I thought, so I stooped down to try and get it, fell over two rows of seats, and landed in a crumpled heap <laughs> at the feet of Colin Henry. Oh, wow. Did you ask him to come on? Uh, no, I was going to. But Charlie Gilmore was sitting behind us as well, and um, <laughs> we kind of bottled speaking <laughs> to him as well. So, we... so you, you saw him. So... Both Charlie Gilmore and Colin Henry, and just basically everyone who made the trip up to Dingwall made you, saw you make a complete twat of yourself. I did indeed, but it was great. It was, it was brilliant for the subbies as well, warming up, because they were warming up, obviously, in front of the Saints fans, and I think every single one of them had to, to give give us a wave at some point, including Liam Craig, which yeah. is my favourite. It was Shagger, give us a wave. Shagger, Shagger, give us a wave. Big smile on his coupon. <laughs> but the game itself... <laughs> We never looked like conceding a goal. It was very much similar to the Fleetwood game where we never looked like scoring, but we never looked like conceding. Um, the one major talking point is obviously the penalty miss. Who will be on them now? If Liam Craig starts, it's him, surely. Yeah, he's got to be Liam if he starts, but he's not a guaranteed start. I, I don't know. Um, maybe Mikey. Yeah, I don't know why. Might be worth having a go at him. I'd still say Jason Kerr. Get Jason Kerr on the penalties after his one at Rangers. Brilliant he's, never ta- he's never taken one like that again. Mm. I thought I thought Mikey might have had a go at it. Fullbacks are generally good at penalties, but I won't trust Rooney with one. No. But uh, maybe Divine or Booth. Divine was another I talking thought. point that I've written down as he had a great game, really kinda composed, got a bit of ability, but they were out there to kind of stifle us. We had a great second half. Nil nil. We did enough to win the game, I think, but missing a penalty, you're you're kind of yeah, and it is a problem the penalty the penalty situation. You know what? It's not even the fact that if they were hitting the target and having him saved, I think I'd be less harsed. But it's the fact that there are so many that are just completely missing the target, and it's not just recently; it's been for years now. There's been this problem, so obviously something needs to work on, but. I'll just guess, you know, get someone who can actually take them. Yeah, that find would find someone in the squad who can actually take them um, and designate it. But yeah, it's, it's what it is. It was actually, it's again from the highlights I've seen and from, you know, chatting to you and a few other folk that were up at the game, it sounds pretty similar to a game we had at the back end of last season against County. And in fact, it was the one where we guaranteed the top six. Uh-huh. Top six finishing. Um, Tim Mirren drew it, drew it Hamilton the same day. Middleton got the winner. And all they're under, and all they're under new management at County because it was Yogi at the time, I think. And now it's um, human toilet, Malky Mackay. But, <laughs> the raging um, racist. <laughs> bad, bad cat, Malky Mackay. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, so looking at that, I'm thinking. I think it was probably a pretty similar affair. Again, I'm not going to try and claim that I watched, you know, I've seen all of the game or whatever, but from watching the highlights and whatnot, it just seemed a pretty similar affair to that. And as you say, pretty similar to the Fleetwood game, which was in turn a bit like that game as well. So, yeah, um, it was always, it was never going to be an easy start up there. So, we'll see. Get. Saints are notorious for slow starters as well, so. It is. We just wait till pick, Christmas pick and then the kick, kick in at Christmas time. That's when things come along. <laughs> get get all the festivities out of the way, time to knuckle and then get up that league. 
That's kind of how it I works. I know. I'll be. I'll start being worried if we're. Um, yeah, I'll I'll start getting worried if we're not bottom of the table at Christmas. We don't. We will know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. It would be it would be strange uncharted territory. But yeah, the game had a bit of niggle and a bit of bite. Um, Sean Rooney got a bit lucky. He decided to become a world beater near the end and then lose possession of the ball and dive in. But he was lucky to kind of get it. Um, and the other talking point was kind of O'Halloran was through on goal and. Paul uh, Blair Spittle uh, got him, chopped him down, and then did this weird kind of Ric Flair style oversell collapse where he walked three steps and just fell backwards, which was very funny. Um, don't know if it was yeah, cramp. I don't yeah. know what the injury was. I go into the time recording. I don't know what the injury was, but I know he was having a bit of verbals with some Saints fans as he walked past them. Um, I, did, I did see that. I think it was being, I, I don't know, I think he was just being a bit of a weirdo. Yeah, he thought, he thought <laughs> one he, of them ways to try to watch it. Try to, try to stay out of trouble by making the most of any pain yeah. he might have. Yeah, yeah, avoid the booking by by staying down, but it didn't work. Uh, but the best thing was the um, the physio for Ross County that took him off. His kind of like his physio bag was Dewalt, the popular tool brand. So it genuinely looked like a Sparky going on to like to do something. <laughs> uh, it was so odd. Like when you're playing, f- when you're physioing at three, but got, going back to your sparky job at five, it was very much down, <laughs> down that neck of the woods. Oh, but a point on Scottish the- football is oh, back and it's unrivaled. Indeed it is. So yeah, a point on the road. Great to have fans back in the ground. They're in great voice. Ross County fans were absolutely diabolical. Not a peep from them all day. It was like a morgue in there. And the tannoy system as well is absolutely brutal. But yeah, good point. We'll move on. One last point about that game. St. Johnson, obviously, in their brand new red and white <clears throat> away kit, which is... Uh, hold on, I need to do this. Mm. So after uh, months, weeks and weeks of campaigning for a Teal Magenta kit, it turned out that wasn't the case, and we didn't get it. Goodbye, you. My long-lost summer, leaving me behind you. This, this is actually quite depressing, isn't it? Yeah. We bring the good times, that's what we do. You know what to do, Sam. I know. Absolutely spike the monkey! That's the wrong button. <laughs> there we go! Hey! New kit. It's actually an excellent thing, and we, as we say, we spoke to Sam, the media guy. He was involved in the, the process of it, and we kind of pinned him down and asked him what the hell was going on. And fair excuses all around, to be fair. Not excuses, fair, a fair argument. Fair rationale. I mean, I've got one massive issue with it, and it's a great-looking thing, but it's the same issue with when it was about in the 90s, and we do love the 90s. We do. It looks like some mob's home kit. I just can't get my head around a red and white striped top being someone's away kit. Yeah. But that's just me. Actually, objectively, as a kit, it's it's a smashing looking thing. Oh yeah, the shorts as well with the badge on the side. It's a bespoke number. Um, it's it a is. nice looking thing, and it's different. And as we speak with Sam, a way kit should always be wacky. Yeah, and that ticks, oh, yeah. And that ticks the wacky box in my eyes. Yeah, like the greatest. I, I actually quite like the yellow kits we've had. The away kits. It's like yellow kits. I mean, it's different strokes for different folks, but I think you've got to, you've got to go a bit different. You got to have a selling point, haven't you? 
Because, I mean, I've seen some people saying, oh, it should always be a white top, or whatever. It's plain white or plain yellow. Have a bit of fun. I awake it gives you a kind of a market out of to, to experiment with color schemes. Because you are so, you are so sort of restricted with your home kit, yeah. really. There's only so much you can do with it. And we've done quite a lot recently, to be fair. They've, have done a lot. Like we've had pinstripe oh. numbers, we've had weird white bits going straight through it, we had like a weird blue tartany number. Uh, then I like the one, the first macro number we had that was kind of dark blue and kind of stripey faded in. Last season's top was a peach. We've not done badly with kits. Not done badly at all. Um, I quite liked, I think it was a Joma one, like the proper colour on it. Um, yeah. As I say, even when teams try and do something different, a bit harder when you've got one block colour. But I remember there was two... T- there was two that stand out. There was Wigan and Southampton, and both times they actually Wigan went. Who were obviously traditionally blue and white stripes. They went just all blue and a bit of white on the panels down the side, and people were like, "What the fuck?" And I remember the worst one was Southampton. Instead of the, like the chunky stripes, red and white stripes, it was a red top with white pinstripes. Pinstripes, yeah. It was like oh. Fucking hell had broken loose. Yeah, but look at the, the ones that come to top of my head is Arsenal's last year at Highbury. I, I, I know that was a history behind that. They just had the maroon top as their home top. Red, cu- red current, I believe. Red was. current, well, oh, bollocks. And, ah! Uh, you all right? I've got cramp in both my legs. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, man. <laughs> ah, still there. Oh. Are you all right, mate? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sam has been, Sam's sort of collapsed. I'm starting to worry. All right, mate. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I'm taking over. And what I'd like to know is, who is the best Lord? <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Flies, or blouse-wearing tycoon Michael Flatley, the Lord of the Dance? Oh, dear. Flatley, my dear, I don't river dance. Oh, I've been doing twelve. Oh. I've been doing twelve-hour shifts, and I was playing five last night, and I got cramp oh, in one no. leg there. And to try and rectify it, I then ended up getting cramp in the other. But how about Lord Vader? You did go a bit. It was like, yeah, it was a bit Lord Vader, a bit Palpatine when he was Emperor Palpatine when he was getting done in. Oh Jesus, where were we? Oh, Kits Kilmarnock two years ago had yes, a, a, a full navy kit, home kit. Yeah, that was weird. It is always weird. Yeah. Uh, can't just change colours. Oh, and oh, sorry. This, let's talk about this year. Livingston. I'm going for a black home kit. They don't know what they're doing. Uh, three of yellow. They've just gone black. You can't change <laughs> your home colours. Completely change. Cardiff did that as part of some marketing scam in Malaysia. Or something. That's right. Yeah, because red was a lucky colour in Malaysia, and they were owned by the Malaysians, so they changed it from the Bluebirds to in a red kit. That mad fucker. What was it called? Vincent Tan. That's the one. Yep. That didn't last long. They gone. They're back in blue now. Yeah. But anyway, the red and white kit. Apart from the embroidery and the badge, which apparently is terrible. <laughs> Not going down that road. No, no. Um, I've I've got, we got Elliot Parrish's uh, goalkeeping top for sponsoring his kit. And I'm looking at the embroidery and the badge now, and it's exactly the same as my kit. So the players aren't getting anything that we aren't. We got a, we got a kiss on the back of that sign shirt. I assume that meant a lot to you. It did. Lynn told me I wasn't allowed to sleep in it. Moving on. <laughs> um, where are we going to go from here? Let's go to Europe. Let's go to Istanbul. St. Johnson are off to Istanbul. We're in the Europa League round three, playoff round. Third qualifying. I think the next one's a playoff round. Right. So we are in the third round qualifying for the Europa League and we've pulled out a great tie in Galatasaray. A brilliant tie. It's what a tie. What, What an occasion it's got to be. Just... 
what an opportunity because I don't mean to be Buzz Killington here, but the one thing I don't want Saints to do is treat this as like a testimonial. Yeah. They're there because obviously everyone's excited. It's such a massive game and against such a massive club. It's a, it's a European tie. Saints are there for the exact same reason as Galatasaray on merit. They're there because we deserve to be. Or the players, I say we. The players are there because they deserve to be. Fucking go and have a go at them. Yeah. Go and have a go at them. And that first leg in Istanbul is going to be so important because if we can keep it to, you can keep it tight, not saying necessarily go in with, go out there and pull out the results to end all results, but we can keep it to a goal in it. I think we've got a great chance going back to McDermott. I think so. I, th- I wouldn't fancy playing Istanbul in August, though. It'll be fucking scorching hot. It'll be scorching hot. There's obviously the atmosphere to think about, which will be unlike anything any of those players have ever experienced. However, the game's not even at the Galatasaray Stadium because that's getting rebuilt. They're playing at the Istanbul... What's that new team that popped up out of nowhere? Basaksa here. That's the one, yeah. They're, they're the ones that just popped out of nowhere and have kind of... They've done a Malaga and they've, they've got wealthy owners and they've just kind of gone all the Shit way. Shit, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. We've got some good players. Probably what's contributed maybe a little bit to um, Galatasaray and Fenerbahce's not demise at all, but they, them sort of... Their stranglehold of the Turkish leagues. Yeah, not being... Who's the other one? Besiktas. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe... No, right, to be honest with you, it's sort of what happened with, with Manchester City, isn't it? You get a lot of money. But, I mean... Let's not piss about it. Galatasaray still got a really, really good side. Yeah, they just signed Patrick Van Aanholt as well from I think Palace. He was up. Palace, yeah, good player. Um, Patrick Van Aanholt, Falcao, decent. He's not had a bad career, has he? Right. He missed out on the PSV games, I think. In fact, I don't know whether he was back for the second leg. I didn't actually look. How many caps has Ryan Babel got for for um, Holland? <sighs> Fucking shitloads. He's, he must. It must be at least fifty caps. So they're not they're not a bad outfit, certainly. They they're not a bad outfit at all. I'm, I'm I think as I keep saying, massive second favourite, but I don't think it's entirely beyond this scene, this same scene, because what they'll do is just approach it like they sort of approach every game exactly the same. The one time I can think of was since everything really came together, the one cuffing we've had was Celtic. At the back end of last season, when we had no everyone team. was riddled, yeah, because the old uh, the old Miley Cyrus had ripped through the entire <laughs> squad. So the way I look at it, and this is the worst sort of way of looking at it, and it is absolutely not a science whatsoever. But we had a couple of games at the back end of last season against Rangers, and very much held our own. Very organised, very competitive. Ended up drawing both of them, and obviously winning one of them on penalties. But Rangers beat Galatasaray last season. Yeah. They're, they're beatable. They beat them. We beat them. Makes us the best. That's how it works. Just give us a title already. Might as well. Callum Davidson, serial cup. Never lost a cup game. <laughs> I don't know whether that's given me an inflated sense of confidence as well. <laughs> but it's, not, it's not confidence. I just hate to see them treat it like... Uh, they are, you know, they're, not a group of, they're not a group of players that are going to go there and shit themselves. No, no. They're absolutely not. And it's just going to be so much fun seeing how it turns out. I mean, unless we get cuffed like 4 0. But... I've got a Galatasaray top in the attic. I will not be wearing it. Schneider on the back. Schneider. I forgot he ended up there. Big Wes. But based on the Ross County game, it was the first league game of the season. They've got that out of the way. 
Uh, now they can just kind of concentrate on Galatasaray. <laughs> An unbelievable sentence you've just come out with there. Ross, Ross County is a nice little warm-up for Galatasaray. Speak about Ross County and all that. I mean, Radamel Falco has a Jordan White poster on his wall, so <laughs> Jason Kerr's got nothing to worry about there. It's and, and what a run of games that is, by the way. I was thinking about this before. Ross County, Galatasaray, Motherwell, Galatasaray, Arbroath. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen, actually, the absolute patter that could carry on from that? Because I'll give him a shout. I was looking... Someone had worked it out. I think it was Blair Kaler on Twitter had worked out about the coefficients and who um, we could possibly, who was or Galatasaray could possibly get in the next, if we dropped into the Conference League. Like Spurs and Roma and that, yeah. Tottenham, Roma, unbelievable. Yeah. But we don't need to worry about that. As then we did the coefficient to see who we'd play when we beat Galatasaray. Take Celtic if we could get that. (laughs) That'd be great. I'd I'd take them over our broth in the cup at the moment. But now I think it is time to... Absolutely <laughs> spike the monkey! No, 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 it's not. It's time to speak to our guest this week. We've got Digital Media Officer Sam Porter, the man behind the memes, the guy from the St. Johnson Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, who's put a lot of work trying to connect the club to the fans during a pandemic, which isn't easy, and trying to keep the club and fans connected when we can't get to the games, which certainly couldn't be an easy thing, and it's certainly not for a young chap. So let's not waste any more time. Let's speak to Sam. How you doing, mate? You Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. It's uh, feels a bit surreal. No, it's it's, a, it's one of the very few characters we've actually been desperate to get on for a little while, just because we've always had players or media, like broadcasters and stuff. So we just wanted a wee different angle from this. But I've got a list of questions. None of them are going to throw you under the bus, don't worry. It might be one uh, strip-based question we might touch on later, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> it needs a whole other podcast for me to talk about that. I know, um, but we'll, we'll throw our apologies at you for that one. No, not at all. We're absolutely delighted to have you here. And we'll just go straight into it, Sam. Uh, your job title is Digital Media Officer. So as an employee of St. Johnson, from that looking from the outside, a lot of people think you just kind of sit in a wee office, batter out some tweets, a couple of Facebook bits and pieces, and an odd photo on Instagram. You're loving the dream, surely. Oh, if, if only it was that easy. You make it sound so simple. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's pretty much that over the last sort of 16 months. Um, everything you've sort of seen on online for St. Johnson has probably come from myself or someone that I've worked with, like Lewis Smith, you know, the videographer, um, and Ross when he was in as well. So it's been, uh, and as, as I say, it's been a pretty interesting sort of 12 to 16 months um, for St. Johnson Football Club. Indeed. Dan? Yeah, you say that. I think you're actually um, downplaying Sam's role there a little bit because, according to some people, Sam picks the team. <laughs> I know. That is it. Is there, is there anything you don't do up there, pretty much? Oh, I signed the players and everything. Uh, I seen uh, Patrick Thistle put an incredible tweet. I'm just kind of jealous. I wish I thought about it with the Simpsons reference to uh, it. Was, I was just glorious because it's so true. Um, it's just constantly you're just constantly being like sign someone. And if it was if it was so easy for me to sign someone, we'd we'd have about 55 players. So uh, don't make me tap the side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just brilliant. I was just I was just looking at it like this is great, but I wish I thought of that. <laughs> It was good. It was good. Um, we'll we'll put a photo up of that if anybody's not not seen that. But going recently, you've you've changed the social media face for St. Johnson. Before there was a very a bit of a disconnection between fans and club. Not much interaction. You and obviously likes of Bev and all that are are massive kind of link between between the two. But recently you posted up a picture which I think everybody's seen now. I think it's over had been viewed over three and a half million times now. The the picture of Welcome to Tully, which appeared on Turkish television I believe as well that was your idea 
yeah, I just I, I I just thought about it. It just came into my head, and I was like, we've got to do something. Like the Galatasaray sort of prayed themselves on this welcome to hell, like just intense mentality. And I was like, if we get drawn against them, like we've got to do something. The thing is, I think the funniest thing about about it is see if like all these Turkish people and Turkish fans knew what Tulluk was, knew like they would just have no idea to what context that we put it in. But it sort of gives St Johnson that sort of local. Well, I say local. It depends if you're a Lethem or you're a Tulluk or you're oh. it's its own bit. But uh, kind of gives that that local touch to St Johnson. But uh, it certainly went down. It went down well, I'd say. But uh, if you're not from Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Did you have some fun translating the sweeps? Uh, well, let's just say I had a few surprises when I clicked the translate <laughs> button. Some of them just didn't even make sense. I was reading one that was saying he was like so full and I was like, full of what? Pride? Passion? I, I, some of them were just so broken English, but I don't know if that's... Kebabs. Twitter translate. <laughs> I don't know if that's Twitter translate or just in general, they were just so irate that they just couldn't even finish their sentences or just wanted to put down anything but it was uh, it was certainly an entertaining night for I think all Saints fans I think so uh, St Johnson's social media in the past general has been pretty pretty vanilla it's been functional it's put out the information it's needed to but it's never done it with much kind of comedy or humour the Chris Kane announcement I'm thinking at the top of my head was was brilliant are you given a free reign to basically your ideas or how many people need to clear it first before it kind of goes out their life um it's usually just myself there's kind of like if to be fair i don't think st johnston like for myself we go too far i think it's more just like i've just sort of taken the approach of like football like football fans are like just normal people they just like football twitter is fun twitter it's banter twitter and we may as well just try and get involved in that in, in any way we can um because i feel like although social media can be serious at times most of the time it's not and when you're a professional football club you're trying to engage with your fans um and you're trying to engage with football fans it's banter and fun and humour and that's what works and that's what we get a good reaction with and if we can tie in humour and this feel good factor tie in with St Johnston then that makes me happy Brilliant Dan? Yeah um, yeah. basically football's football's daft play, play into it it's way more fun that way but just um, just a point in sort of the general sort of scene of uh, people in sort of your role at different clubs uh, Sam I'm speaking to a friend of mine who's involved with a sort of social media, sort of manager of social media at the SPFL. And sort of, no, he said he's noticed a little bit. Obviously, yourself being a young lad, I know Ross listens to this, so I'm going to make a point that Ross isn't old. But um, obviously, yourself being a young lad, and you've got Kieran working with you now, is that sort of maybe been a little bit more of the sort of landscape changing? Because now, we've, in terms of social media, because now we've got guys that like yourself have probably grown up sort of in the in the era of social media and now you're the guys coming into these sort of roles do you think that's maybe seen the sea change because I've noticed it a lot with football it's not just with Saints with a lot of clubs it's gone from being very functional and very almost press office stuff to a bit a bit more fun and a bit more more out there oh yeah definitely like I've grown up I've sort of grown up just as sort of social media was taking off so I've always been sort of aware of it or involved in it and then I think when you kind of looked at it in the past or like just in previous years it was like it's just sort of an information board whereas social media isn't that that it's not it it's it's for everything it's for photos videos like who doesn't want to see Chris Kane score a goal from 2017 be reminded of that like it's uh, that's what we've been really trying hard to do is to sort of turn it into something that if you've sat on your break all right okay i want to go onto saints twitter or saints facebook or saints instagram and actually scroll through it and have 
will look at it instead of just or oh, just seeing it on your feed and it popping up and saying that like for example the Dundee game has changed to the Sunday. It's it's more of like we're wanting people to actually go on and enjoy what they're like. They actually willingly go on and scroll through the page and enjoy what they're seeing. And I think as well, especially this last season, is because COVID. It was so many challenges for the football club, but especially one is none of the media people were tested. Whereas I know other clubs, it's a bit different. You have more access, so our access to actual players was very limited. So we have to then adapt to that. So we have to try and get ways around to still keep good content, engaging content. Um, but not so much player related, which I know obviously everybody cares and they want to see the first sort of 23 players and they want to hear from them. But in terms of last season, we had to adapt to that. So um, and so you're pulling videos from YouTube from the SPFL who are very, very generous with their content. They let us download it and share it, um, which is good for us because there's not really that much of a digital sort of bank for St. Johnston. So any help we can get is very much appreciated in terms of like as I say pulling goals from 2014 and 2013 or something like that or even as as recent as like last season do you know it's uh, it helps my job massively and the fact that the announced parish campaign was was fully we were, we were we were fully on board with that to be fair what a guy you could just have a video of him every day just just sitting just sitting chilling reading a book a wee magazine corner book club El Pals coffee club and you could be sitting reading a magazine just- I actually might steal that I might actually steal that idea he was the first person oh, he was the first person I ever interviewed when I joined Saints and I've never been so more nervous in my entire life, but he was, uh, he was fine. He was good. He was good spirits. Ah, he's, he's, um, he's good fun El Paz. Yeah, Cause it's fine. Ah, that's my, that could actually be quite a good idea. The wee El Paz coffee club. I might next, <laughs> we steal that. Well, obviously I was a bit tongue in cheek at, at the start when we said that basically all you do is run the social media stuff. What on a typical, see a typical day, every day will be different. What today, what, what are you doing today? What's your, what, what was your, what was your schedule? Uh, today was coming, we were sort of, we we're trying to sort programs as well because obviously you, there's like contract programs and you go with different people but um, we're just kind of finalising them details but obviously it's now such a tight turnaround for like and if you look at the month of August you've got program for a Thursday program for a Sunday but then obviously you've got the away game but then you so you've got you're doing double the amount of programs so me and Kieran have just been sort of working to finalise that there's we're re sort of writing up the hospitality section then you've got to then I've got to like, well, I need there needs to be content going out. So plucked a Stevie Mago. It's always a winner, Stevie <laughs> Mago, isn't it? It's like, it's just Mago, like yeah. literally, like if I'm ever struggling, I've got a list of about five things that I can just like ah, just <laughs> stick it on. Get it. It. <laughs> yeah, just working with Bev. I I could there could be another whole podcast for what Bev and Gemma have done over the last sort of two months. But yeah, just every day is different. Uh, press conference this morning with Xander Clark. That was that's always good. That's always fun uh, over Zoom. So yes, and then. And now I'm sat on my use, and then there's probably a lot more I'm going to do once I'm finished this as well. So he did say Dan that um, he wanted to drag this out as long as possible, so he didn't have to do real work. <laughs> not, not my words. Unless you can prove I said that, then there's no way. <laughs> no, nah, I, I can't. I made that up. Sorry, Gaffer. <laughs> um, obviously, this week there was a kit launch, a successful kit launch. But you go onto these kind of media platforms, which you'll be well aware of, and there was a couple of naysayers. Overall highly positive do you take negative comments to heart when you put out something like any kind of media thing and then somebody just kind of poo-poos it straight away say another example would be like the ticketing system there was a wee glitch before the i think it was the fleetwood tickets went on sale and Mm -hmm. people were having a meltdown and it's like it's not a massive deal and all of a sudden as soon as it came live i managed to order tickets within about 30 seconds which is a great system obviously you're involved in this ticketing system as well do you take it to heart when things sometimes don't go to plan 
Uh, I think it's a bit. I think sometimes I think you're just like, oh, I wish we'd we'd sort like because obviously we do testing and we do testing and we do testing and testing for these types of things, and then sometimes you just can never plan for when it goes live and then obviously when it goes live but we're like usually you don't take take anything to heart but it's more just like oh, we wish we'd sorted that because we do we all like there's a everybody here works tirelessly to make sure that the fans are informed or you know they, they know what's going on or everything works for them but then obviously sometimes it just doesn't quite happen like that but we were quite quite happy that we managed to get it sorted pretty quickly and then I think that kind of cooled all the fires but in terms of like kit launch and stuff like that I mean it's impossible to please everybody although we de- definitely do try and we take a lot on board and we, we do take that into consideration with designs although you would probably argue against that <laughs> um, um, no it's, I think you've got to have a pretty thick skin as well because it like in terms of social media like I'll sit all day and look at it and you could get like you could get any fan or anyone comment on it so you, i think you kind of build the thick skin to not take things too personally because i think if you did start taking things every comment personally then it, it'd probably get you quite quite down a wee bit or that depends but i i feel like the same sort of socials over the sort of last couple over the year that they've been pretty positive i mean considering the fact that they've only gone and won a double and got Europe and they're facing Galatasaray so my job it's been quite easy in that, in that sense we hear you we started our first ever podcast the week before the League Cup semi-final against Hibs so I think during our run we've only had one non-old-term defeat and that was to Aberdeen we can believe it just how lucky we are so congratulations to Saints for making our job hell of a lot easier as well <laughs> exactly you can say that again I suppose the difference Sam um Maybe with a kit launch as well, because you might get someone saying, not a fan of the kit. I suppose that's like pretty easy to brush off because you've not designed it or anything I, like that. It's like direct your fume towards Macron. No, to be fair, like, I'd, I'd love to. Like, I, I don't think anyone was aware of this because I certainly wasn't aware of this until I started working in football. It's like, see your home kits and your away kit. Like, they get, they get designed in January. So like, okay. we've already started the process for next season. They're, like, they're done and dusted by like January then you add your sponsors in by like April, maybe. And that's it. That's it done. Like, they're so, so, so early. That's good. In, in like the grand scheme of things. Like, and I think oh. I, I, I was shocked to learn that. Like, I, I was just under the impression that it was a sort of like end of season, sort of like yeah. this thing where you just kind of rolled out. But no, it's like there's a, a seriously early planned process. So maybe if you'd started your campaign about a year earlier. Oh. <laughs> we hadn't started the podcast by that point, but no, I noticed that because. Like looking at obviously a lot of sort of um, English Premier League teams are putting their their kits out at the minute, and then they're doing the like they're doing the um, putting the photo shoots out and all that. It's like, why well, is he involved? He's not even back in training yet. He's been he's yeah. been the Euros two days ago. So done, done at the tail end of last season. A lot of clubs yeah. in the English Premiership yeah. used to do that, which was kind of wear their new kit in the last home game of the season. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. yeah. ridiculous. Who, who designs it? Was, does it go to a, a firm and they come back with extras? Is it you? Was it are you involved in the color scheme? So it kind of so the kind of process is like Macron will send over some sort of templates of like what they've what they kind of think about. It. But Macron are very very flexible in terms of like they have quite a broad selection of designs. But John the kit man kind of has an idea of what he would like. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very heavily involved in it, and then he'll kind of find a sort of idea that he likes, send it to sort of Macron and then Macron will kind of try and work around that. And then sort of between John Macron and the chairman, it just kind of gets decided. Um, and there's usually just a few tweaks here and there. Um, but other than that, it's uh, by all accounts, it's a pretty straightforward process, he says. Damn. But uh, I'm not so much involved in it until it gets 
until I see it, until it gets designed, really. Or I wasn't in last season, anyway, because it was so, so early on. Hopefully next season I'll have a little say Dan, in any way. Dan, did you hear that? John, John the kit man. Uh, next question. Bribe, bribe John the kit man. Completely, un- <laughs> completely unrelated uh, question. Uh, John the kit man, what kind of beer does John the kit man like? I think the real question is, should you should be asking John the kit man if he likes teal magenta. Which? And then I think that'll... I'll answer your question for you. Well, there we go. He is the man we need to convince. I don't think, well, by the sounds of it, I don't think he is a fan. It would be a big seller, though, I reckon. But as the red and the white one will be as well, I got mine. I bought mine today. I think it's stunning. I think it's absolutely stunning, regardless if you know the history of it or not. It's it's an absolute stunning piece of kit. And it's different, I think, especially with away kits. Like, some teams, they're always the same colour. It's always just like they've got their home colour and their away colour. But with with your away team, like Strip, you can just go a bit creative and it's a chance for you a club to be a bit exciting yeah that's it I've, I've always said that away kit should always be a bit ridiculous and a bit mental remember Patrick Thistle went through a period of having like green pink camouflage and then he just went absolutely <laughs> bonkers for a wee while with it so let's touch on Galatasaray obviously the club and yourself being involved putting in uh, things in place for, for we don't know what will happen with crowd levels yet do you, ha- do you have to plan for 19 different scenarios for every home game away game even staffing levels ordering pies the lot it's got to so it's, much to it yeah it's, it's so much to each game that goes on it's the, the workload is I think it's just because nobody is used to like we were got used to having no fans and now the rules still apply but with fans yeah and it's just like i think it's just because nobody's been in this situation before the ticket and people haven't been in this situation before the streaming companies are uh, they've kind of been in the, this position before but obviously it just everything nobody's sort of used to what's or nobody's prepared for what's this upcoming season that is sort of every day is a challenge but um everybody's working so hard to make sure that um oh if it was our choice we'd have but the end but we need to find the fairest ways to make sure that your sort of season ticket holders are prioritized because they've, they've brought in money to the club but we're also trying we're working on things that so for the motherwell game if this some seats are free we'll be opening them up for sort of people to come in and take them so um yeah it's just i think it's just because you have a plan for non-covid which we're hoping on the ninth that will be the case but uh, you have to have plans for everything you have it's definitely, I think it's definitely made clubs plan a lot more because um, it's not just as simple as it used to be. No, certainly um, not. But you have been one of the, the very few lucky people, other than obviously the players management team, uh, direct uh, correlation to the football squad, who have been to the cup finals. Uh, the likes and of, Stephen Watt. Yeah, uh, we don't talk, we don't, we don't ever mention that. See a band word. Uh, see yeah. a band word in this uh, well no, he's <laughs> nice, nicest guy in the world Steve I was round at his for a, a, a beer and a barbecue a couple of Sundays ago but did I mention any of the, the times he was at the football nope <laughs> did not come up in conversation grumpy face all day uh, I know but um, are you aware of how fortunate you are to be in the position you are in oh I know I, I, I pinch myself every day and we but I think that what's good is that we've tried to we know how lucky we are so we've tried very 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 hard to make sure that the fans are sort of they were involved in as much as possible last season without them being actually there so it was whether we were doing social stuff we were doing stuff with like going to people's houses Bev was getting involved we were like then we were trying to get fans involved in the season ticket videos we were trying to do some sort of pre-match shows or like we were just trying as many different ideas as with the resources that we had um to make sure that a difficult season last season was not so difficult because I think everybody who was there and involved realised how lucky we were. So we knew how important it was to get, to make sure Mm -hmm. that the fans felt that some sort of connection to the club. And I feel like, although he says that 
the club, the actual football team itself, done it absolutely incredible, which makes our, our jobs a lot easier. It was still it was still really important that we made sure that everything was on the socials was good. It was good content, um, yeah, and just communicated as much as possible to the fans. I know streaming. We tried as much as possible to make sure that it was enjoyable for everybody. It's, uh, it was a new experience for everybody, so there was we are aware there was a few teething problems, but um, we, uh, yeah, just stuff like that. We tried to get in some sort of special guests on the. You did some the of the trends stuff. presenting stuff on that as well, did you not? Earlier on the season, I yeah, we did, we did, we did try. We tried to do sort of pre-match shows, um, but just with the time and the resources that we had, we were just, we just, it just didn't work out to be beneficial in the long run if we just kept going on like that because there was a few it, it took quite a while for us to do it mm-hmm. and it just with the resources and everything that was going on and we kept winning games and getting into cup finals we were like <laughs> we need to put our for goodness sake, elsewhere. <laughs> I know it was like we. I think one day we were just all sat and we were just like do you think they're ever just going to stop doing one more because it was like the league cup then it was top six and it was the Scottish cup and we were just like when does it end? Now it's Galatasaray. Like you're like just when? It's when does? It's crazy. It's, just it's, cra- it's crazy times. I remember sitting in a pub watching the Celtic game at the start of last season, and going, "It was it's a fairly dour affair." And um, we've came uh, a fair long way. Freezing that night as well. Ah, uh, uh, I wasn't ideal. Um, are you going to Turkey? Are you on the plane? I am. Lovely. Wendy's. Um, is it Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday morning, back straight after the game. So. Hopefully, we've got a few things up our sleeve in terms of content going up for the before we go away, which should be quite good. So I think some of them will go down quite well, and then straight back, and then it's uh, as you know, our both away back to reality. <laughs> from one <laughs> from one extreme to the other. It's just I, I I seen one of the fan pages tweeted out like how surreal it is that it's Galatasaray away on a Thursday night, and then our <laughs> broke away on Sunday. Like just <laughs> there's just levels to this game that just can't even be. Put, put into work like do you know what I mean it's the one happening in Scottish football it's a weird and wacky world of <laughs> Scottish football isn't it um, but see when you got told you were going on the plane was it kind of like Ant and Deck on Saturday Night Takeaway where like like Steve Brown was going around with big shiny envelopes going you're on the plane you're on is that what I was like that's how I'm picturing it on my head was it like that no oh. no it was more like quite quiet because there is because it's so tight on resources there's a few people that are missing out so it was just kind of we're going very, very, very bare bones. So it was kind of like reserved. It was more, it was like, you're going and that's it. And you, you need to do your job because obviously like, it's just, it, it's just, again, it's gotten for some staff, the fans as well to be missing out just for the, for the world we live in. But I suppose it's not, there's nothing you can do about it. There just, this is the world at the moment. So can't let it get you down. You just got to try and do as much as possible. But hopefully the guys that are staying here, they're, I mean, they're more than capable of producing great content from the from the from the living rooms so i'm not worried about that but it'll more just be for the experience you know but i'm very very glad that we managed to get the home game at mcdermott park because then you're you're still getting that glamour and glitz and taste of european football and even better at fingers crossed will be a very hopefully busy mcdermott park yeah fingers crossed for that a couple more points just before we finish up you touched on Bev and Gemma in the office. Bev does some level of work around the place, eh? I, I honestly, I could speak for, I could fill five of your podcasts to talk about Bev. Genuinely, like, this, it's just unbelievable. I don't think, well, I know people understand how much she loves the club and does for the club, but, like, if you've seen it, you would just, you would just be in awe. And as well as Gemma as well, both of them. I, there would be no single, there wouldn't be a single person in this stadium for either of the games and the league games leading up without them to. And that's, that's it. And it's just, um, 
just incredible dedication for the club um, it's just brilliant it's, when you go in like they're just charging on making sure everybody's got a seat everybody's safe if they're in the wrong seat they'll sort it um, and they're catering for everybody so there's nobody really that's missing out if you're in a wheelchair you're, we'll make, they'll make sure that you're you're there, you're safe, you're next, you're, you're PA, your personal assistant. It's just it's just an incredible amount of work. But that goes for, for everybody at Saints at the moment. Uh, everybody is just working just incredibly, incredibly hard to get fans back in because that's the most important part of football, isn't it? Fans. Now lay off um, grumpy buggers that are moaning. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because everybody's entitled to, to moaning. We know that there's a few aspects that could just be sharpened up a wee bit, but um, hopefully, hopefully in the coming weeks we kind of get back to a bit more reality and it's, it eases off a wee bit and hopefully make everything just a little bit less intense is probably the word because there's so many I guess the word's hoops but it's probably not the technical term for it <laughs> that we need to guidelines is probably more accurate and the final point I went through your we do a lot of research on here it's hard to believe to be fair with our level of chat we, I went through your LinkedIn and I want to know is there anything else other than peri peri sauce that goes into your chicken oh don't even get me started on my Nando's days. I could cook you up the best food ever. Like, honestly, that was, I have a pretty good job at the moment, but I don't know. I think Nando's might just peak it because honestly, like I was front grill. So that was like your like actual chicken on the bone. Nice. Oh, honestly, I think like, Nando's because I was a chef. I just cooked my lunch. So, like I was just eating the most crazy Nando's food that you'd never know existed. But uh, if you don't have hot, then I don't want to speak to you. I'm sorry. You need to grow up. What's that terrible one? The lime one? Oh, lemon and herb. Get that. So my girlfriend gets all the time. Get that right in the bin. Get that in the bin. Like, it's just, it's just, she puts on her chips as well. And I'm just like, this is a nightmare in a place. Just like swimming with lemon and herb. Lemon, and lemon like, on your, ch- lemon and herb sauce on your chips. Oh, I don't even want to talk no, no. about it. Because I'll just get angry. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you meet her in Nando's and ask to take her for a cheeky Nando's? No, no, I didn't. No, sadly. That'd be a good story for the podcast though, but. Uh, that's. That was Sam's attempt to get down with the kids. I <laughs> like that. So. And on that note, you have got a world of stuff to do and enjoy Turkey. Cheer on the team for every single St. Johnston fan watching from home or listening in from home one way or another. Really appreciate your time and coming on. And hopefully that gives fans a, more of an insight into the day-to-day running of the club. Your title is Digital Media Officer, but it's absolutely everything else in between so um we, we appreciate everything you do for the club say hi to john the kit man and just tell him how much it'll cost us that's all i need to know how much will it cost us <laughs> i've got eight pounds i'll make sure he gets that message <laughs> good stuff Sam, eight, eight eight pounds pounds and i will that. not go a penny higher <laughs> eight, I'll, I'll up that to eight pounds 40 i've got 40 i found it under a bed today at work i'll have that <laughs> <laughs> And on that bombshell. Right, Sam, pleasure having you on, mate. Thanks again. Enjoy your week and good luck. Perfect. Thanks again. See you later, guys. Cheers, buddy. See you. Bye-bye. Sam. <laughs> that was a nice change, eh? What a nice guy. Ah, smashing, smashing lad is Sam. Um, what a grafter for the club. I, I always enjoy having that. I mean, so, so lucky and I absolutely love doing interviews we do with um, former players and current players and stuff like that. It's an absolute dream. But it, I always quite enjoy it when we... Um, when we interview someone a little different and we get an, a little bit of a different insight. And that was um, probably the first time we've had someone from within the club that wasn't, apart from uh, White, actually, but someone involved in the day-to-day running of the club who's not a member of the playing staff. So it, it's really good to have that that insight. And yeah, because it, it, football isn't, isn't just about 11 players on the pitch or managers and all that. It's a whole big... A whole wide thing goes on around it, especially now. A lot of that we touched on 
uh, in our interview with Sam. So really grateful for that. That was that was very good. Yeah, very much appreciated. And but it's time to move on and move on. We shall. I'm going to hit a button, and that's the feature we're going to do. How about that button lottery? I like this. Could be any of them. Could be. It could be. We've still got to come up. We've got the alphabet there. We have got the Club Shop of Shame, we've got Giorgio Boyle in the Royal, and we've got Theme Team, all of these coming up, and we are going to do... Oh, here we go. What's the shop? Club Shop of Shame. What's the shop? Club Shop of Shame. What, what's the shop? Club Shop of Shame. What's the shop? Shame. There it is. Uh, it's the Club Shop of Shame. If you're a new listener, hello, and this is where we ask our listeners to go around the world of the internet and football clubs to find absolute rubbish they are selling. And let us know. Oh, I mean, it's it's a weekly sort of festival of the most steaming shit you could possibly find on the planet. We've had things like the Upton Park Big Foam Finger. We have had Bolton Tape Measures. We've had Dog Poo Bag Holders. We've had Cuckoo Clocks that look like Anfield. We've had, you name it, we've covered them all. And a lot of them, I say a lot of them, all of them are pish. Apart from last week's, which was rubbish, but I never went in because it was a, it was a charity product. Can't go in. Can't go in on that. Disqualified from the uh, disqualified from entry. This week, because of the whole European thing, we're going to Europe. We're going to European football clubs for their nonsense. It is a European tour. Nice. And what a tour we're going to have. <laughs> Where are we going to first, Daniel? Firstly, Sam, we're going to go to the Netherlands. Oh, hello. <laughs> Uh, Saints may have missed out on a trip to a trip to the Netherlands uh, as PSV basically just scudded Galatasaray. Oh, just uh, let me nip in here. Do you know how like they've got Denzel Dumfries at play for Holland? Yeah. Did you see the woman that was playing? Uh, she was at the Olympics. I don't know which part she took part in, but she was called uh, like Anita Annan. Oh yeah. So we're, like there was just a big theme on Twitter going. There must be a uh, like a Getty Gretna and stuff like that, and people just coming out with ridiculous names. Johnny Ecclefechan. They are, the Dutch just... deep pole office. It's got a guy from Lockerbie in there. It's just that's it. <laughs> he is. Oh, well, right, let's put it in. Johnny Ochtermuckty. That's, that's a good, solid Dutch name. Anyway, sorry to, to interrupt there. I'll let you carry on. It was a good interruption, Sam. So I'll let you get away with it. Thanks for that, this buddy. Time. I'm going to grab a this beer. You, oh, intro, you intro away. I'll, I'll, I'll keep us going. Ah! So, yeah. So, basically. Oh, crap. Oh, for fuck's sake. He's gone down with cramp again. You've only gone to the fridge, man. Oh, my God. Right, so I'm on my own here. Because <laughs> Miller's eyes oh, back. Thanks, thanks for padding. Well, yeah, I did pad there. I didn't actually even start the item. So we're going to... Christ, what's that? It's a, a triple oat cream IPA coming in at 10.5%. What a wanker of an ale. <laughs> here we go. Don't need to worry about cramp when I'm sleeping. No, no, you'll be... Um, I can't see you waking up in the middle of the night with cramp. Um... Who on the ten and a half percenters? Anyway, so we're going to go to Utrecht. This is the FC Utrecht Jubileum Bureau Stall dugout, and I think it's a rough translation. There's two words understood there: Utrecht and dugout. Utrecht and dugout Bureau Stall. I think that means office stall. <laughs> okay, good. Jubileum. Don't know. Okay, but anyway, so basically, what this is, it's an office chair that is designed based on. Uh, I'd imagine the seats they have in dugout. I'll uh, give it something. It looks well comfy. <laughs> we can live with that. But is the comfort worth letting everyone know that you have never had sex? 
<laughs> it's a fair point. Because this really is. <laughs> it's. To be fair, it's for, I don't know where to go with it. To be fair, in terms of things we've had, and it means anniversary jubileum. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, jubilee. It's the Utrecht jubileum office stool dugout chair. It does look comfy. It does look comfy. I think that the worst thing about this pit is it ticks one of the the big boxes for one of their three boxes. And you know where, where I'm going with that. Yeah. I mean, it partially ticks the other two because it is it is a bit tight. <laughs> it's it's a little bit unnecessary. But really, were it not for the third box, neither of those three, it wouldn't be, those other two wouldn't be significant enough. This is the one that takes it really into the, the club shop of shame. Like yeah, said, if, this think, was, if this was a cheaper price, it would probably be okay. But yeah, I think the price elevates the sort of other two litmus tests because the price listeners for an office chair is 550 euros. <laughs> Go off. Nonsense. You could probably nick, get one of the real dugouts for that price. You probably could. You could probably just go to the company. But, <laughs> right, I know office chairs of a decent quality aren't exactly cheap, but 550 euros. So, I don't know. We're basically one to one on the euro now. So, we're probably not far off about 500 odd quid. Yeah, for an office chair. No. No. No, you'd probably get one from, I don't know, go to Ikea. You'd yeah. get one for, for, for a tenth of the price, a decent one. It's it, it, right. The pointlessness of it is you're only going to have that in your house. You're not exactly like just going to go parading down the street with your chair to let people know that you're you you're an Utrecht fan. <laughs> it's not like it's a fucking scarf and it's portable or something. You what's, what what you going to do? Try and get it through the tourney in the game and then hold it up in some <laughs> sort of I don't know accountant accountancy ultra move. I'm not entirely sure what you're going to do with that at all. It's pretty shit. But for whoever sent that in, I offer my apologies. It's been saved for ages. So if it was you that sent in the picture of the Utrecht anniversary dugout office stool for 550 euros, let us know so we can say thank you to you next week. Now let's move on to another European country, Dan. It is indeed another European country. This one, we do know who sent it in to us. This one's coming from John Ramsey. And we're going to go across the channel. And we're going to go to France. Lovely. We're going to go to the city of love. Blackpool. We're going to go to the Blackpool of continental Europe, mate. We've got a fucking better tower. Um, We're going to go to Paris. Is any of the towers based on any of the other ones? Like, is Blackpool based on Eiffel Tower or is Eiffel based on Blackpool Tower? No, I've, uh, Blackpool's based on Eiffel. Is it? Yeah, there was a there was a whole spate of them. I'm going to get really bored in it. There was like a few, like loads of these mad engineers like try to build these towers. It's Wembley Stadium, the original, well, and the proposed a new one. <laughs> Fuck off. Right? Like, that's getting my history lesson. So loads of these engineers try to build towers in England. Uh, Blackpool remains the, like the one that's left. But Wembley Stadium was built on the site of Watkins Tower or Watkins Folly, where he literally got the foundations in. Good. And then and then gave up on it. Oh. Watkins, I know you've been dead for several decades now, <laughs> but you're a fraud and a failure, and you are not welcome to be mentioned on our podcast for winners again. Correct. Right. right. Let's, so, we're in Paris. We're in Paris, and you might be motoring in Paris. You could be. You're thinking about it. You've got a lovely 
A lovely, what's it? A lovely classic car. Renault Clio. Lovely classic convertible. A convertible Renault Clio. <laughs> or you might have, I don't know, what another luxury vehicle. Peugeot. <laughs> Citroën Saxon. <laughs> You're English. Do you call it Peugeot or Peugeot? Peugeot. Yeah, it's an English thing, that. Yeah, I was taken aback when I heard, um, came up here and people started saying Peugeot. What? Have you heard the, the Skoda advert on the telly, uh, on the radio? The women call it Skoda. And apparently that's how you pronounce it. Skoda. As far as I know, there's no umlaut. I might be wrong there. There's no H and there's no umlaut. So it's Skoda. Skoda. Anyway. Skoda. <laughs> right, anyway, sorry. Anyway, so you're, you're going around in your Citroen Saxo with the, with the roof cut off it. And you're thinking, how can I make this even more luxurious? <laughs> Whilst displaying my love for local football team and petrol rich failures. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, both both of the neither of the oil boys have won the European Cup yet, but petrol petrol rich failures, Paris Saint Germain. This sounds like one of your. Let me give you an example. One the way you kind of set this. I know, up. yeah, I've sort of got, I've sort of lost the plot there. Anyway, so you might be thinking bumper sticker, <laughs> air freshener. No, even worse, possibly even more, even bigger tap. You can get a Paris Saint Germain. Well, it's described here. It's a car transmission knob. <laughs> and if you, or as we probably call it, gear stick knob. Yeah. And you would indeed look like a real knob <laughs> if you had one of these. It, it pretty much does what it says on the tin. It's just a, a sort of gear stick knob with Paris Saint Germain badge on it. It's not got. Has it got the numbers or anything on it? Or no, tell you where reverse is? Ah, you'll be watching. You'll be trying to get into reverse and you're in first gear. Oh, yeah, of course, all sorts when of things. When did you go from. Yeah, my gear stick on my Mark van is top right. So, so that's where one is next to it. I could easily be driving along in fifth, have a slam on the brakes, and I'm putting it in reverse. The engine's falling at the bottom of the car. Oh, I know. Fraught with danger. It is. Fraught with danger. Do you not have to... I don't, I don't even know where I'm going with that. Anyway, <laughs> absolute... So this is just... Right. So we're ticking a lot of boxes here already. That's, it is heinous. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. I mean, it is pointless, and I've just thought of something. So who actually changes? Who actually changes the gear stick, like the top of the gear stick knob in the car? Boy racers? Yeah. I, I've never had an inclination to do it. Never. So... Are they just glued on? How do you even get them off? Sometimes they've got that uh, like leather bit that goes all the way up to it. How would you change that? It's not only going to cost you money for the gear knob, it's going to cost you money to, to take it to someplace at Halfords to get it put on. And they'll probably slap yeah. on an extra wanker tax on top of that. <laughs> exactly, Sam. You have got to have the wanker tax. <laughs> and, oh boy, oh boy, you would look like a wanker with this. Only res- oh. the wanker tax is reserved for people that take their car to the garage with uh, those eyelashes on their, on their car. Oh, yeah. Uh, or, or chin spoilers. We've got chin spoilers. <laughs> Anyway, so back to the sort of pointlessness of this. Because obviously, it's, you're looking at a limited range, limited range of people, and this is being sold in this country. Like, it's, it, I don't think it's exactly a hotbed for Paris Saint-Germain support. And car enthusiasts. Ah, I mean, you might have a crossover there with a the boy racist, with the youth. Um, but that leads me nicely on to the third litmus test, which tends to be the most important one, price. Go on. If you want to make a holy show of yourself <laughs> in your own car, 
to the extent that even your mum won't get in the car with you <laughs> out of embarrassment, you can do so for the price of £29.90. 30 quid for a gear knob. Which your car's quid. already got one. Nobody's going to see it or care. Your car's already got a gear. It's there. It's sort of included. Designed for that car? Yeah. yeah. This, this one is not. Yeah. This one's not. It's probably not going to fit properly. I don't know. Anyway, if that's what you want to do with your life, it's no skin off my ass. <laughs> no, it is not. But uh, yeah, so we have gone to continental Europe this week. We've gone to Holland and we have gone to France for the car gear knob and the anniversary leather dugout style chair costing 550 euros. That, I'll tell you what. This you, is a vintage week, isn't it? A vintage week for a club shop and shit. It is a vintage week. And I'll tell you what. If I was going to go to either of those countries, there's some good lagers in those countries. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking about um, my home office or my car. No. Neither. I'm thinking of neither. I'm thinking of having a bloody good time. But if you've sent one in, we will get round to it. Honestly, we've got a box load of crap merch to get through. All of it absolutely gold. We've got things like Leighton Orient hand sanitizer. A guy basically, I got a message from a guy last week who went on to the Scottish Championship site, every club, and went through them all. Every it's, single club. That's the, and that, that's a dedication we need and love. That's the levels. That's the levels we're looking at here. And he also sent me a text about a club that were selling midgy hoods for a fiver for the game because there's lots of midgies out. See, that's actually good. That is good. It's it's shit. And it was only a fiver, but it, that's practical. I don't know if... I, unless it had a crest on it. Oh, that could change things. Anyway. <laughs> no, we, appreci- we do appreciate everyone's input, how much you get into this. Um, as we say, we'll get round to it. We might even remember who sent it in next time. Yeah, please do let us know who sent it in the office chair and we'll, we'll give you a mention next week. But if you need some help thinking of suggestions or if you've seen any of the following, I know just the man, unfortunately, who can let you know. I'll sit back and enjoy my 10.5% lagger. If I make it to the end, then I've done well. Daniel. You might be thinking, how do I get involved in this club shop of shame? You know, I'm thinking it seems a lot of fun, but I need to know what to look out for. I got to know what to look out for. <laughs> well, I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you an example. Just the one example. Dusty Hill of ZZ Top. Dead. <laughs> Oh. Sadly passed away this week, but that got me thinking. ZZ Top, <laughs> the album Eliminator, the song Sharp Dressed Man. They come running just as fast as they can because <laughs> all the girls are crazy about a sharp dressed man. Well, no, that's what they say. It was not written about me. It was several years before I was born. <laughs> but I tell you, it might have been written about the sharpest dressed man in Scottish football, particularly in the winter months. You can see him with his hat, his overcoat, might even put a scarf on. John McCrudick. Close. Dick Campbell. <laughs> he is. Angus Mainstay. Dick Campbell. Now, old Dick, he's... <laughs> old say, Dick! You can't say that. <laughs> oh, can I button? Did you hear Claire Balding speak to the swimmers and say that one of them had a fantastic third leg? <laughs> and then both of them started giggling. I was like, oh my God, this is breakfast telly. <laughs> that was good. That is good. That's That's... That's good, clean family entertainment. <laughs> anyway, so like Dick Campbell. He's he's done them all. He's been around them all. Montrose, Breakin, Forfa. Yep. He's presently at Arbroath. He's smashing it up with Arbroath. Living it up big time at Gayfield. So what I want to know, in honour of this style icon, we've been to Paris and everyone was said to me like, Danny, why have you not brought Dick Campbell with you? He needs to teach us how to dress. All of them. Go from the top houses. Givenchy, Yves Saint Laurent. Reese. They're, all like, they're all giving it. We want Dick, right? <laughs> and so, 
<laughs> to teach us about fashion. Absolutely. Spike the monkey. So the point I'm getting to... <laughs> that button's brilliant. The point I'm getting to is I want to know, have you seen the Angus clubs famously at war with each other for centuries? You can't, if you're from Montreal, you can't go near Station Park. They'll cut your thumbs off, man. They could have all come together to honour this great man with a range of Dick Campbell winterwear. Coats, hats, scarves, thermals. If you've seen it, I think it's out there. You let us know. All the usual social streams. Dogger Saints on Instagram. Dogger Saints on Twitter. Uh, the old facey me. The old facey me. Get all of us on there. Hey, and and doggersaints.com, the contact section. You let us know about the famously feuding Angus clubs putting the differences to one side to honour Honour the style of Dick Campbell. Get there. <sighs> Sorry, I had my finger hovering over that button. <laughs> well, you could do that. Was a club shop of shame again? It could just be late and Orient hand sanitizer if you if you like. You do get them all to us, but that was that was well worded and had a bit of the preachers about it there, Dan. Praise the Lord. No rain. To praise I'm, I'm, the I'm, Lord. I'm evangelical about Dick Campbell and his fashion sense. I know you love Dick, but we have to move on. The jingle has sounded. <laughs> We're grown men. What the fuck? Grown yeah. men. The, the theme tune has been played. As we all know, that is the George O'Boyle in the Royal theme tune. And this is where you send in where you have seen St. Johnston players. What have they been doing? Where have they been? We've got a couple this week. They're good ones. Again, vintage George O'Boyle and the Royals. I feel it's been a very vintage show this week. It has. It has been a, especially for these features. It's been. It's. It's a. It's a classic. I think. I think we can call it a. Even at this stage, I think we can call it a bloody good week. I think so as well. Apart from the cramp, I can love without that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm all meant in terms of the features. Oh, Maybe yeah. not in terms of our rambling nonsense or you being snipered. My my physical health. I don't think 10.5% cream IPAs help. But anyway, George O'Boyle and the Royal, who's the first one? Who was it? Where was he? What was he doing? Sam, I'm going to tell you. Do so. Or more, or more to the point, uh, we've had one in from a listener, Stephen Gutteridge. Good. And Stephen, actually, and we do always enjoy it when we get one of these, I don't think he's a Saints fan. Even better. No, it's he not better. It's not, I wouldn't say it's better. But no, it's, it's nice no. that we have non-St. Johnson fans listening. It is. It is because something it's a whole, for it, yeah, something for everybody. It's a smorgasbord. And Shmorgas. And yeah, because judging by Stevens, I think it's Twitter or Instagram, I think it's Twitter. Um his bio here. Uh, hashtag HMFC, of course, Heart of Midlovian Football Club, and hashtag LFC. Stephen, I've gone off you. Anyway. How can you support Hearts and, and Livingston? Oh yeah. It's not though, is it? No. Let's not this about it. But anyway, so Stevens written to Stephen's written into us saying, I once saw Stephen the Peebles Pele McLean. Nice. Great nickname. Playing balls in Gala Shields. <laughs> that, that's it. That's what we want. But that is so good. Remember that week we had so many, we actually had to do a top of the pop style countdown because we had that many sent in one week. That was my fa- That might have been one of my favourite features we've ever done. Oh, we, we had Jim Weir on last week. We never got to talk about, about dropping a bed off to somebody in Bank Foot. Oh, <laughs> he did. I doubt he'd remember it. He remembers everything. Yeah, he does actually. That's got like fucking Rain Man, the guy. But Steve McLean doesn't really look like a a bowler, a lawn bowler. I presume this is not ten pin. Yeah, I think bowls means yeah, lawn 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 bowling. I, I don't know. I'm just going by that. I, I mean, he's. 
I bowled for the first time last week. Lawn bowls. I know, I was meant, I was meant to partner in a ditch. I never made work on Monday because I was that drunk. And I, had my yeah. va- and I had my second vaccine and it was scorching hot. So I might give, I might give you a bit of credit there. There might have been a, a sort of um, a trio of factors. But the fact that it was like, a, it wasn't like a proper serious bowling competition. I was partnered with my dad's current wife. I say current wife, like he's going to have a third one. And uh, she was bowling rubbish. So I threw, I hurled in insults at her, such as, you'll never be my real mum. Sandra would do better than that. <laughs> she, she didn't cry, but... <laughs> I had to get I had to get through to her that I was not acceptable or level of bowling. How did you bowl? I was pretty bad as well, but yeah, yeah. But I'm from a broken home, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I think not Sarah's fault. I'll call her home wrecker as well. <laughs> how, how many years after your mum and dad gone ah, it's divorced? Been, it's been a good 15, 20 years. I'd say. Yeah, still, yeah. still, fifteen years, I think. But anyway. Lawn bowls, Steve McLean. He doesn't look like that type of guy. Back on point. <laughs> back to, you know, moving on from putting the, put, you know, putting back the pieces of Sam Miller's shattered childhood together. Steve McLean playing ball. I mean, we know him as such an intense footballer. It's allegedly pursuit balls. Maybe that's his downtime. That's what he likes to do in his downtime. Do you get lots like that? Yeah. White line fever. There you go. Just cross Most that line. Most out people in the world otherwise. That's why a lot of them like Murray Davidson that do fishing yeah, on their downtime. Yeah, Murray's not exactly most intense footballer either, is he? He likes to tackle. He's a hardy bastard, eh? He's a hardy bastard, but he's not like, he's not likely, you know, frequently take his shirt off and just go charging into the stands. Oh, should we, should we call it, should we say future guest Murray Davidson? Yes, future guest Murray Davidson. Why not? We'll hey. lay the gauntlet down. Let's do it. And... That was Steve Gutteridge. Thank you very much, Stephen, for seeing Steve McLean, the people's pelly, playing bowls in Gala Shields. Lovely stuff. And our next one. Yeah, so we've got another one. We are spoiling you indeed. Yeah, this one's coming from either Graham Menzies or Graham Mingus. You know, it's it's one of two. But thank you for sending it in. Yes, thank you very much for sending it in, Graham. Um, And yeah, I basically don't know how you say your second name. He said, it's a quick one for George O'Boyle in the Royal. He said he'd just seen 2014 Scottish Cup hero, Stephen Anderson. <laughs> yes, that. Not a, not a wrong word spoken so far. Oh, coming out of so- South Road Tesco in Dundee. Is that the one next to the train station? No, that's Riverside. Um, oh, the one South ne- Road. Oh, yeah. Um, King's the one. No, no. The other one. The one that nobody, nobody ever really remembers. I don't even know there was this one. That's probably why he Dundee goes there, because has... you can go there and not get bothered. I think that's why he probably goes there. Exactly. Dundee has three big Tesco's. That's just a disproportionate amount of big Tesco's. That's a lot of big Tesco's. That's an awful lot of big Tesco's. <laughs> anyway, so he's coming out of the South Road one, and uh, with a meal deal, including a bottle of Iron Brew, and he's getting into his works van for Graham's Pest Control. I don't think this is the same Graham as the Graham who sent that in. I think this is a different Graham. <laughs> for my own company, he got into my one of Graham's Pest. I think he's just trying looking for free advertising. I think that's what he's looking for. Could be. We've had it before. Yeah. We think. We we might have been a bit spurious with that claim. But, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's not saying what Ando's up to, really. Now, I've seen something um, that he was going through his training for uh, the pest control side of things. But they're recently. Uh, something to do with Forfar, aren't they? Is it the owner of Graham's Pest Control had something to do with Forfar, and that's why he played for them? That's so. what it is, yeah. So that's why he's ended up. I think there's a few, I think there's a few of them uh, that are on the books for that are also on the books of the pest control business. Who do you think? You gotta work. What do you think he got in his meal deal other than Iron Brew? I reckon it was a just ham sandwich. Yeah. Um, 
He's not an all-day breakfast type of guy. No, he could have been chicken and bacon. I like chicken. That's my go-to, chicken and bacon. That's my go-to as well. I actually had that today. Um, (laughs) What sandwich did you have this week? Send in and let us know. (laughs) I know, yeah. That might have been the most boring thing I've ever said. (laughs) Ah, no, no, I'm with you. I reckon he's he's just ham, and I reckon he's crystal well boring too. Yeah. Iron Bruce kind of... Perkier than I thought. I thought you would have just gone for a bottle of water, just ham, plain crisps. He might, he might have surprised us. It might have been salt and vinegar McCoys, which I'm a bit sort of, you know, straightforward. But they're, they're undefeated in the meal deal world, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm chicken and bacon sandwich, steak McCoys, and uh, iron brew. That's what I am. That's my three. See, I'm chicken and bacon, probably salt and vinegar McCoys, and a bottle of Oasis. Good. <laughs> Good. Sometimes I like something flat and not fizzy. There we go. Well, that was a boil and royal this week. Um, <laughs> that was fucking, that tailed off a bit, didn't it? Yeah. Well, well, that was uh, the random Scottish Cup finalist special, goal scorer special. Scottish Cup goal, goal scorer special. Yeah. Nice. That didn't. That was just by chance as well. Pause. Yeah. We and are. I can't even claim it was on purpose. So, George O'Boyle and Royal, where have you seen a St. Johnson player? What has he been doing? I have got just the man, once again, who might make it shorter than Dick Campbell's winter wear this time round. It's Danny Williams. Joey Jordanson, drummer of Slipknot, dead. How many dead celebrities have we mentioned in the last two weeks, by the way? I can think of now six. I don't know, it's got a bit of maudlin, hasn't it? But, yeah, so this week, the drummer from popular children's entertainers, Slipknot, Joey <laughs> Jordanson, one of the drummers, and I've actually got a story about the other one Good. in a second, right? So... George Jordison, it's fairly sad, actually. He passed away this week. But what I want to know is so we're going to do a tribute to the man. And we're going, to be, we're going to go a little bit different from Saints players this week. We're going to go for former Saints managers. Oh, nice. So what I want to know, what i got to know, I need to know it. If you've ever seen former Saints manager Alex Totten at Download Festival, Donington, banging his head against the railings, front and centre, front and centre, <laughs> baby, as Joey and the boys thrashed out, left behind from their seminal 2001 album, Iowa. I think it could have happened. If you've seen it happen, let us know. Alex Tom, an aficionado of heavy metal. He'd have been there. You'd have seen it. Nice. That might not be enough. You might be thinking, Danny, that's a good example, but I need more. i got to have more because what I want to know is these Saints players, these Saints managers, anyone, where have you seen them? What have they been doing? It- they could be up to all sorts. And we've had a fair amount of cut winners in this section. Two of them. Two goal scorers. That's more bang for your buck, baby. But what I want to know, the manager, the gaffer of all this, Tommy Wright. So have you ever seen former Saints manager, present Kilmarnock manager, down in the championship, Tommy Wright, pushing his fingers into his eyes in an homage to the lyrics of Slipknot's 2005 single, Duality. I push my fingers into my eyes. It's the only thing that slowly stops the ache. And it might be stopping Tommy's ache. Tommy's ache of being relegated last season. Any more examples, you let us know. All the social streams I mentioned before, I'm not going to go run through it, but there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's doggersaints.com, the contact section. You let us know. And you get there. Didi, 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 Didi me. If you've never heard of Slipknot, I'm sorry. Don't, right. look, don't look them up. No. But I've got a story about Slipknot. I'm going in. <laughs> it's nothing to do with Saints. It's actually nothing to do with football. So my mate Steve from back home, 
um, his surname's Crayon, C-R-A-H-A-N. Now, this, this name came about because when original pissed-up Paddy Crane gets off the boat from Ireland at Liverpool, uh, his name was Creighton, and he was and he just signed it wrong. So then he's Creighton. So that's stuck. So it's a really, really sort of rare surname. And it happens that the other drummer from Slipknot, uh, the clown, uh, he's, he's the one who dresses up as a clown, he's, his name, his surname's Creighton. I think it's Sean Creighton. So, so Steve, my mate, he writes to him. We're in America... This big long email explaining the history of the name and all that, and says, uh, "Yes, basically, think we might. I, I think somewhere along the line we might be related because it is such a rare name." He ended up getting an email back. Nice. Yep. Dear Steve, yes, we might be related. Please never contact me again. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sean Green, Sean Green. So yeah, that pissed on his bonfire. Oh, what? Is he just trying to play up to the bravado of being in Slipknot? I, I don't know. I don't know. Email was never really. Really meant for Crayon. Uh, sorry, I say Crayon, my mate Steve. Anyway, let's move on. Do you know what time <laughs> it is? It's time for Theme Team. Theme Team. Theme Team. Theme Team. Uh, theme Team. So if you've never listened to Theme Team before, it's where we combine. It's a bit like word... It's a bit like Answer Smash on House of Games where we, we give you a theme and you have to smash it together with a St. Johnson player to come up with one. The last two winners were we, we did European clubs and Saints players and the winner was Xanderlecht. Lovely That's stuff. Great. And last week was... No, that was last week. The first week was music bands. Yeah. And there was loads and loads and loads of belters. I think we picked on... Uh, Jody Morrissey maybe was the best. Jody Morrissey. I think that's what we landed on in the end. They were all good. All good. This week, all things Turkish. There was some that were good, some that was a bit of a stretch, to be fair. Yeah, there was. But the amount of responses. Yeah, we love it. Good, again, good incredible. or bad. Just getting in touch and we love them all. We love every single response. We're going to go through the best. Now, this is a really one that's tight at the top this week. So we'll go through some of them so far. See here we get on. So a couple of ones about our opponents on Thursday. We've got Galatasaray Stewart and Galatasaray Shidabelli. Both brilliant. Both really good, and maybe on another week, might have been in contention. In the same area, Derek McKinney, Istanbul. Very good. <laughs> I've been practicing this do one for me a while. Do you want me to say? You do it, because I've been practicing it, and I can't get through it. Peter Enko, Mankara. Good. There was also uh, uh, Ali Mankara as well. Was there? Yeah, both good. Uh, ones that were maybe a bit of a stretch was Fenner Baltacci. It's, it's good. <laughs> I like it. Donner- in the words of that, his mainstay, Roy Walker. It's good, but it's not right. <laughs> but like car pack catches. I'd love some Roy Walker buttons. We might get them in for next week. Um, Donner McVicker. It's good. It is good. And, but we had to pick a winner. Now, the two we've got, one is from a guy called Alex on, just goes by Alex on Twitter. And the other one is Philip Smith. Now, Phil's one was Turkey Fizzlers. So good. <laughs> it's brilliant. Again, I think it harks back to the whole simplicity of it. And the next one... <laughs> Turkish tree right, <laughs> which is, gets his full name in because it sounds like a second word. Both are absolutely brilliant. This is like Sophie's choice picking between these. How do you pick between these two? There has you know what, I don't think I can. There has to be a winner, though. There has to be a winner. No, do you know what? It's our podcast. No, there doesn't. Fuck it. Mugs for them both. <laughs> Mugs 
two mugs. This costs us a fortune, this bloody podcast. I tell I you. <laughs> I say mugs, it might not be mugs, it might be something out of the goodie bag, it could be a candle set, it could be a tote bag, could be a mug. But Turkey Fizzlers and Turkish Wright both are winning prizes this week. Well done to Alex and Phil Smith. Yeah, tremendous. And please, everyone, keep them coming in because we enjoy reading them so much. And we generally do, it's pretty much all week, isn't it? We do go through, a, yeah, it's great fun. And I like to think, you know, I like to think people are having a, a little bit of fun getting the creative juices flowing coming up with them. Yeah, and we'll give you next week's theme at the end of the show. Now we'll move on to another feature. Feature rich, aren't we? Feature oh, rich. We've come feature daft, mate. We've got features for days. It's Alpha Get There. Alphabet. Alphabet There. Alphabet. Alphabet. Yeah. Nice. I like that one. That is funky and... It's really, it's something different, isn't it? It is. And with this alphabet there, when we get through all 24, six, six, 26 letters of the alphabet. 26 letters in the alphabet, Thanks, Samuel. Thanks, Daniel. What's that wee thing that uh, the word Skoda doesn't have either? What? Skoda. What's the oh, symbol? Skoda. An umlaut. And what is that? So I didn't want to pull you up earlier on, but I feel like I'm having a stupid moment, so I can ask you. You know the two, you know the two dots over like it? Is that what it's called? Uh, and oh, or a you. Actually, I was wrong. I have I have disgraced the woman of the of the Skoda advert because it has a little um has a little fucking I can't think what it's called like an accent sort of thing um above the S. So yeah, I was wrong. The letter this week is C. We've already got Aggie and Brown family, and amazingly, we've not got any players on this list yet. We thought we'd be covering them, but I think they're good hallmarks. They're both club legends for their own different reasons. This week is C, and we put it to a flash poll on Twitter. We've not done a Twitter poll in a while, so this kind of combines the two. We narrowed it down to four possible options for this one. We narrowed it down to cup tie, Callum, cup double, and champagne slide. Now, I know where you are camped in. Well, given we missed the, the Premier C affiliated with the club of chicken and chorizo. Never been a thing. <laughs> I'm beginning to think you're right. Um, <laughs> no, I was firmly in the champagne slide camp because funny. Yeah, but the people have spoken, and it can only be one option. Cup double makes the list. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna make me talk about the cup double, if you're gonna force me to, then I will. <laughs> um, did you know after the second part of the cup double, Callum Davison did the champagne slide in the, <laughs> in the changing rooms at Hampden? Now it could only be one. It could only be one option. It's yeah. Still look back now. I mean, we're a few months on now from the second part of the double, and yeah, it still blows my mind. It still blows my mind we've won three trophies in the last seven years and I've still never seen Saints lift one at Hamden. Oh, true that. There's, there's always this season. There is. But it had to be cup double. Couldn't have been anything else. I've never get tired of talking about it. It's the greatest achievement in Scottish football history domestically as far as I'm concerned, ever. I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, to be a club of... I don't necessarily like playing this card, but it's true. Little old Saints on a little old budget. To do that, I mean... You, to be just the fourth club in the history of Scottish football today. I mean, Celtic and Rangers have obviously done it a fair few times. Aberdeen have done it twice. So, but, I mean, the last time they did that was 30 years ago. Last time anyone other than one of the old firm did it, it was 30 years ago. And that's, it was just, it was a startling achievement. And it was, as with a lot of these things, you could just feel something building. And it was building and building. I think particularly with the, the Scottish Cup run, 
it was like, shit, something's happening here. Remember, so, I, I tweeted straight after the Dundee game that we were going to do the double. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was before we'd even played Clyde, Rangers, and St. Mirren. You know what? The weird thing about it was, the Dundee, the Dundee game was probably our worst performance in the second half of the season. We got through it. And Clyde was just Clyde. I think when you sort of felt something was happening, I actually thought it sort of midway through the second half in the Rangers game. It's yeah. like, you know what, we've got we've got something here uh, as a team. It was just that sort of toughness and that ability that ability just to I know it went to penalties and all that, but just that ability to to just find a way to win games. That's, find a way to stay in games even. That's what St. Johnson are, are brilliant at. And as I say, two cups. Nobody will ever take that away from St. Johnson. It's made the alphabet there, so it's it's stamped into cool. legend now. It's there for the, till the end of time. And I forgot to mention this. We've actually got an idea what we're going to do with the alphabet there once we've completed it, which I'm very much looking forward to. And the man I've spoken to is also on board, which is good Are news. Are you going to love it? No. It'll be a fun wee secret we'll keep to ourselves, Dan, when it's all complete after the 26 weeks. 26 letters in alphabet. <laughs> Sam's learned something today. I'm learning. I'm learning. How come Y is a vowel in America? They don't put U's in afterwards either. Anyway, D, 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 D. So we have got Aggie, Brown family, cup double. What could D be? Let's throw some suggestions at you. If you've got others, we'll put a post up and you let us know. Could it be Dotty Bar, my favourite sweet from the 90s? Very tasty. Could it be lovely, lovely Dasovich? Nick Dasovich. The Canadian... Pelly. <laughs> Just name where he's from and throw the word Pelly after it. Could it be Stuart Duff, the, the accountant who done so much for the club? The Pelly of the accounting world, some would call him. <laughs> oh, a very good shout. Could it be the Pelly of playing at fullback and of managing? Could it be Callum Davidson? He didn't get in on his first name this week because of his own success. <laughs> Could he get in for his second name? <laughs> you let us know. We'll put the post up. Keep an eye out for it on Twitter. We'll give you a warning when it's going up. And keep in touch and let us know which D deserves to get into the alphabet there. Now, we've got a big match on Thursday, Dan. We have got an absolutely humongous match. Now, our first competitive uh, competitive cup game last season was Kelty Hearts away. This season, we've got Galatasaray away. In fair, Galatasaray's um, transfer budget and wage bill are probably less than Kelty's seems to be. They've got the biggest... But they've got more staff than we've got players. Unbelievable. Uh, anyway... It's beyond the point. Oh, next week we're going to talk about Stevie Grieve as well. Um, congratulations on him getting his job at McDermott as kind of head of scouting. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, coming, you know, Saints, but Perth boy, Saints fan. Uh, he's come back over to the to the good guys' side after turning to the dark side at Dundee United. Um, no, obviously, it's a fabulous, uh, fabulous opportunity for him at Dundee United. But he's yeah, very excited for Stevie um, to come back to his boyhood club. Yeah, and he knows the stuff. I remember I was in Cyprus watching uh, football in the pub and it went to the kind of kind of punter at halftime and he was one of the, the guys on the panel talking about tactics and stuff. And I went, that's about it. It's like when you're on a fallen hall and you see all the kind of Arabs in the robes and that, they're sitting next to Teddy Sheringham and Tim Howard. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like. It was Stevie Graves. It was Stevie Graves, yeah. Anyway, sorry, Galatasaray Thursday. Team, what do we think? Right, so I've got theory. I think he's going to play five at the back. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I am going to get to my theory in a second, but I think the clocking goal. Who'll be the subkeeper? Elliot Parrish. Sorry. Carry on. 
Anyway, so, yeah, well, there's not going to be any surprises. Clark in goal. Uh, Rooney, unless by that point he's decided to switch European football for Rotherham. Um, yeah, the, the, usual, the usual three at the back. Who do we put in midfield? Davidson and McCann? No, this is my theory. Bryson and Craig? Bryson and McCann. I'd have Bryson in there because I think, I just think he's got that extra experience and he's maybe played in a few more hostile atmospheres. Like Rotherham. And like Rotherham. He's not even the hostile atmospheres. You got it. I just, I don't know. And I don't know what I'm basing this on. I just think that experience he's had. Murray Davidson's and, played in Turkey for St. Johnson as well, though. It's a tough one. I, the, the, the mid, that midfield position is, I can't call at the moment. I think O'Halloran will start. No. I think Spinney will start. And who do we go up top? Do we go May in his own? Uh, yeah, at, at, this, at, at this stage, Chris Kane obviously has missed a, quite a bit of pre-season, so... I'd be going Stevie May. Yeah. And having Chris Kane just just sat, uh, sat to one side. But, yeah, I mean, you've got three... You've got... Ali McCann starts. Like, absolutely no question about it. Ali McCann starts. He see plays alongside, and you've got three very experienced, very good, very competitive footballers. And I think maybe why I'm going towards Bryson, I just think because he got the nod in, I think because he got the nod in the cup final as well. Yeah. And I just think it worked. But then again, if Murray had been fit or if Liam had got the nod, they'd have both been good as well. So look, we'll see who comes up. I think he'll go for Bryson, but I would be obviously, we know what we're getting from all, all three of them. So. Yeah, good luck to Callum with that one. Yeah, but fingers crossed we just don't get scuttled. Because like, even when we got lo- uh, when we lost 3-0 to Monaco, McDermott was absolutely packed for the home leg. This, these are the, the, the name attracts the fans. Galatasaray is a huge club, and to say you were there is going to be massive for the club. Fingers crossed things go well. We'll know by, by maybe this time next week if things are going to be opening up again. Yeah. The thing is, don't get scuttled because just keep it interesting going into the second leg yeah. and just at least still keep, as we keep saying, and nobody's stupid. Saints are massive, massive second favourites for this. But they won't let anyone down. We know that group of players and we know how good they are. And we know how good they are on big occasions. I think that go to Istanbul, keep it competitive and that second leg at McDermott, there's a goal in it. Even two goals. I just imagine McDermott on that on that and you know week on Thursday. Ice is going to be mega. Ice is going to be absolutely mega. So I just can't quite get my head around it. <laughs> but it's going to be brilliant. And actually, big challenge for me. I need to find somewhere in Nottingham that's showing it. I'm trying to find someplace in Perth showing it. Um, no idea about streaming rights. They might come out with something about where we can watch it. But going to air, there's nothing at the moment. So we'll find out, but it's a massive game. I'm so looking forward to it. I'm jealous of wee Sam going over. I know he's going over to work, oh. but what a treat for the players and everybody else. What an experience it's going to be for them. To see your St. Johnson fan going up against, I would rather go out to, I think I've said this before, to a Galatasaray than to an Alash Kerr or a Spartak Kruvana or a Trakai. But I think it's time to get another guest on, Dan. Now, we can't go over to Istanbul, so we have to rely on the St. Johnson fans over there. And luckily enough, we have one on our show today. 
Firat is Kaiser Sport fan. He's been following St. Johnson since the, that tie back in 2012. And we are very lucky that he's coming to speak to us today. Hi, Firat. How you doing, mate? You okay? I am fine. Thank you very much. Good. Thank you. Uh, thank you very uh, much for coming on with me today. Uh, I should be the one who should thank, I guess. Not thank you very much for accepting me with Daga Saints podcast. No, no problem at all. Lovely to have you on. Whereabouts in the world no are you today, Firat? Where are you? Uh, I'm in Istanbul. I'm in Istanbul right now, right now. And how is the current temperature at midday? Oh my God, it's almost midday, but it's 35 degrees Celsius. Nice. Almost, I guess. I don't know. It's it's uh, outside is hell, and I have to go outside after this podcast. So I'm thinking what I'm going to do. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a bona fide St. Johnston supporter, Turkish origin, yeah. living in Istanbul. How did that come around in the first place? Tell us the story. 2012, I guess, we clashed with St. Johnson in uh, Euro Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was very exciting for us as well because uh, our generation has never seen Europe as Eskisher Sport fans. Our fathers and the previous generations, yes, but uh, it was a long time ago. So uh, it was very exciting for us. This, this It was happening for, for the first time in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and also the social media. I started to talk with Stephen Watt. Yeah, uh, he's a very dear friend of mine. Still, we talked with Steven, and uh, he mentioned that they are going to come with uh, six friends of him and Greg, Adam, Craig, Tommy, uh, Liam, and Steven. Yeah, so they are going to organize. Uh, I, th- I think they are Dogger Saints members as well. They are. They are the friends, uh, yeah. original yeah. members. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they organized a trip to Eskişehir, and we, from Twitter we talked with Steven, and I give them some tips and tricks. So I was working uh, those days. So. I couldn't make to journey from Istanbul to Eskisher with them, but after uh, they arrived Eskisher, I joined them. So we spent uh, all afternoon together uh, during the much, much day. And uh, after that, we returned back to Istanbul and we met in Istanbul again. We partied not till uh, morning. <laughs> that was a pretty good night. It was very memorable. And then they returned back. And after uh, that, one week later for the second day, uh, I got back to uh, Pat to see the game. So again, we met there each other uh, this is the beginning mm-hmm. and then uh, the other year i think the saint justin again was in europe so they clashed with saint rosenborg uh, i bought a ticket and go to norway to, to see <laughs> the game <laughs> it, it was very interesting uh, for me also so in oslo in an airport we spent uh, all night and uh, wait for the flight to trondheim because first everybody comes to oslo and uh-huh. it, it was not the main airport of oslo so it, it was, I think, chartered flights was uh, okay. taken up from there. Yeah. So we spent all night together, play football and uh, drink beers and partying. And then in the morning, we went to throne time and the game was perfect. We won. And uh, after that, uh, that's, that's the second leg, I guess. And uh, the third time I saw them is, uh, by the way, after the first uh, clash in 2012, I, I came to Scotland to, for, for, for an ordinary traveler. Okay. Uh, with my fiance those days, so Stephen hosts us at his home. So yeah, he organized us a party, and I see Rose Country St. Johnston game. I think St. Johnston won four to nothing that game. And the week after, again, uh, I traveled around Scotland. I go to Highlands and come back to Perth again. Mm-hmm. And the, the week after, there was a Dundee away. So I, I went to that game also. That we made the away day. It was a perfect uh, experience, except from the score because it was a or to nothing or uh, something like that. Yeah. Not very good. <laughs> but you still keep in touch with the scores and what happened with St. Johnston no, course, last season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched both 
top finals mm-hmm. uh, from internet. So, but everybody was watching online, so I I was not missing anything. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, th- I think I you so, came. I think you came onto a Zoom call with us all afterwards after the match uh, of the yeah. League Cup. The, the, I was, League Cup, yes. yes, not the FA Cup, but the League Cup. The yes. League Cup, yeah, I remember that just about. I think I can remember it. It was a, a messy day. It was oh, a lot of beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the last last one was Luzern. I was also at Luzern. This 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 one is from Dave Mackay's. Oh, Dave Mackay's match shirt. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, match shirt in Luzern. Yes. So you are currently uh, for people who can't see, he is currently wearing. Dave Mackay's match-worn red and black yep. striped shirt. I got the shirt of Steven Anderson. Okay. But I think I, I gave it to Steven and he's going to frame it, but how happened, I don't know. <laughs> he's probably sold it for money, knowing Steven. <laughs> <laughs> so St. Johnston traveled back to Turkey this week. It's a shame yeah. fans can't come, but... What do, what do you make of this Galatasaray team? Where are they compared to other Galatasaray teams? How do you think St. Johnson will do? What's what's your opinion? What do you think? Uh, I think the, the team I watch in League, league Cups, the finals, uh, does have uh, at least 51% chance. I, my my favourites, if I got a bet, I will bet on St. Johnson on this clash. But you know, it's Galatasaray, so it's, you never know what happens because uh, it was the PSV game was a big disappointment. Both clash and the quality of the squad. That's okay, but they have huge problems. So after the first game, they defeated five to one mm-hmm. in uh, in Netherlands, and then after that, they I think signed for five or six players. Okay. So it was all in a panic way. So yeah. uh, also the, the the members of the squad. So they have I touch I touch was playing for his chest for eight seven eight years ago. There is no option that I, I can play for Galatasaray. He's not that quality player. So uh, I think the p- p- player quality is increasing in Turkey because there are a lot of economical problems. The, the currency is very high right now. When okay. we clash, I don't know that. When I come to Scotland, it was three, three liters of pounds. Not, right now, it's 12 liters or something. So it's, okay. it's, the economy is not going well. So the, the buying power of the teams are decreasing and decreasing. They cannot sign a big players. And also for every every club, even SKS, that's the problem right now. It's in a huge debt. So we cannot sign with any players. There is financial fair play rules. And for Galatasaray, they, they have transfer limitations. So they cannot spend uh, as much as they want. So there are a lot of limitations. So the, all the new signings, I think they cannot make the game because they even cannot train with the team just once. So the team will be the team that uh, played against PSV Clash. Yeah. And that team has... Uh, Big quality problem, uh, self-confidence problems. Yes. Because uh, right now, the, everybody has question marks on their minds for the players. So what, what happened? New players came. So I think their legs is a, a bit shaken. So if St. Justin believes in themselves and go out, play in a respectful manner, of course, you're gonna, we're going to respect Galatasaray. But have a go but at think, them. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah, and I, I, I guess if I bet, I bet 51% at least of St. Johnson. Uh, that's my opinion, the real opinion. And also, Gaza is underestimating. Nobody knows St. Johnson. I think they're underestimating. It's a big, big advantage. I think so. Yeah, St. Johnson, I've always... Same as when Rosenberg and, and Trondheim, Rosenberg, didn't, yep. they would just kind of beat us and then they would go on. So that might work in our favour. Now, I don't want to talk about this for too much because I don't want to break your heart, Virat, but Ishkaiser Sports no, fortunes have kind of... They've, they've, yeah. dropped, they've dropped a little bit. They've gone down the lead. Yeah, yeah. The, I think everybody 
everybody is curious about what's happening here. So it's, it's very fair. So to explain in a brief manner, so we have a lot of depth. So the, the guys that is running the club when we clashed in 2012 are beats. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to <laughs> go to court. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of corruption. There was a lot of corruption in 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 in, in the club. So right now, huge debts that we cannot even pay in one percent or something like that. So then we are right now we cannot sign with any new players. The, the players are we have to keep the squad. And when we relegate and relegate, and we are losing the players. So. We relegated again uh, last year. So this year, everybody again gone and we cannot sign with any players. I think the 16, 17-year-old boys are going to play for the team to, to this uh, year again. Uh, we are most probably relegated again and it, it, it seems uh, not good for us. So yeah. I think we are in a big problem. We'll see what happens because that debt can be paid uh, if we cannot stay in the upper leagues because we cannot make any money if you relegate and relegate. Uh, the other problem is uh, we are getting minus uh, points every year. So uh, in, in on 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 uh, average, uh, minus six every year, we, we got minus six. So guys are playing, getting points, but then minus six, minus eight, minus uh, 15, and uh, you have no option to fight. So uh, the future is not seem very bright for us, uh, but at we love this team, so it's no matter which league it is, we are going to go and support. Uh, we are going to put on our shirts, and this is not going to change. And also, the one of the one of the options is to change the name of the team. So in Turkey, there it is done. The Göztepe right now playing for the Super League, playing in the Super League. It's a very very uh, old club again, 1925. So okay. it was a big supporters in Izmir, one of the biggest third biggest city in Turkey, Izmir. So Göztepe did it. So they they changed the name of the club, the Göztepe, and there is Alias also. They changed because there was a lot of uh, depth of Göztepe. So okay. they did it. I, 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 nobody supports option in Eskişehir right now. Nobody wants new Eskişehir Sport or any other team that no. we are going to change. The, nobody wants because it's, it's a history, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, change yeah, the yeah. badge or the colors. Nobody wants yeah. that or the name. But there are there are another opinions as well. Uh, so as, as as personally, I don't support that idea. If it is we are going to play for amateur league, let's let's go for. So, yep, as long as uh, it's the same team. We'll see what happens. Yes, yes, definitely. Fingers crossed you will all bounce back and you'll be back <laughs> up in the Super League where you deserve to be. We'll finally finish up. Um, are you planning on coming back to Scotland at any point? Yes, I want. Uh, but this COVID issues is very complicated. <laughs> so if there is there is there was no COVID, uh, I definitely will be this Euro Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in in the future, I don't know, two years time, three years time, I would definitely come back and see my friends. But my my heart is always there. So I, sometimes we won't don't talk with my friends for six months, one year. I don't know, but uh, after we talk, so I can feel the energy and the same. We can start wherever we we we, uh, we can start wherever we left. So there are a lot of uh, other friends other than Dagger Saints. So we we had less, by the way. He passed away. Less was a great great friend of mine, Les Murison. So uh, I may I ask him to rest in peace. So they come with uh, Ricky Marshall with our uh, Sport Cup final against Galatasaray. So uh, right now we are asking. 
you guys that take our revenge because we lost that final and because I got the cup. So uh, Ricky will be there, I guess, uh, for supporting St. Johnston and he's going to cheer for me as well. Les is, I think he is uh, watching us from somewhere. There are a lot of friends that I cannot uh, remember right now. Sorry for them because a lot of friends, a lot of connections. So I send my kindness regards heartfully from Istanbul to you guys. And they, there is always from Pert, any anybody come to Istanbul, just give me a call. There is a home for them here in Istanbul. Uh, I really wish that uh, I can host those guys in Istanbul, in my city, and we party together, we go to game together. But uh, this is, you know, unlucky. So this COVID has done so much, so that much for good. the guys because two cup finals and Euro Tour fans, fans are missing. So I know it's not fair. It's not fair, <laughs> but but lovely words, Fira. Thank you very much for that. Uh, really great to have you on. But Fira, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on. Thanks for keeping the St. Johnson flag flying in Turkey. We'll try and do our best course, in the home leg. And this week, this week, I will be all and blue and white. So uh, to the to the work, blue and white all, all week. So I already posted my Instagram account that the memories and that I'm going to support St. Johnson against Galatasaray. So everybody knows. So it's starting it's, uh, this week. So Europe, Europe Cup week. So it's perfect. If we are feeling the energy. No, but, uh, by the way, that's not only me. A lot of people in Turkey has absolutely love St. Johnson. Everybody asking me the shirts, how can we get uh, T-shirts, blah, blah. So a lot of questions about St. Johnson. So in Eskişehir, there is a huge, you know, energy about St. Johnson. So if somebody would like to go a trip in Tur- to Turkey, so I strongly recommend to uh, pass by Eskişehir and uh, wear their uh, shirts and see that amazing atmosphere. Everybody will come to, will, would like to offer you a beer. I don't know. So it will be an interesting uh, journey for them as well. They certainly changed a lot of people's opinion about Turkish football and Turkish football fans in general. I know Galatasaray like to have this. Um, yeah, one more thing, by the way. I have to say that uh, the, we are, Galatasaray, I think, is will not will be different but not like Eskisha because we had a really strongly bounded and good energy between us so uh this is one of the things that we I am afraid that after this clash maybe uh, St. Johnston fans uh, change their minds about Eskisha sport and Turkish people I don't know what will happen so this is something I am afraid but I hope that will never happen and this will go like this so uh, in as, as Eskisha sport fan we love you guys a lot brilliant uh, that is them you are you guys completely different <laughs> that is fine we will not all put you under one umbrella Firat it's a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much, buddy. Take Same. care, Same and way. hopefully we'll see you soon. Thank Thanks, you. mate. Uh, see you. Thank you, bye-bye. Thank you, bye. Oh, Fira, what a guy. Can't wait to catch up with him with a beer when he comes over, Darren. Oh, fair. Uh, he's a lovely fella. Absolutely sweet. I've spoken to him um, quite a lot of times in the past and whatnot. He's just a just a really, um, really amicable guy and really lovely lad, so... Yeah, um, and hopefully the uh, hopefully the Turkish branch can do us proud this week. I think so. But if we've got a branch in either Denmark, Austria or Serbia, that would be handy. The draws were made today for the next rounds, regardless of if we win or lose. If we beat Galatasaray, we go to Randers, a team we bizarrely featured last week under the guise of St- Stephen Randerson. We did. Um, and Stephen Presley used to play for them. He did indeed. So that was a good tie. They won the Danish <laughs> Cup, finished fifth in the league last season, similar to us, obviously, but they only won one cup. So it's oh, yeah. it's not a bad... That's a fucking amateur hour, that, isn't it? <laughs> it's one, cup. one piece of nonsense. Um, but a decent draw, that. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a bit of incentive there now. I um, really do. Yeah. You, you can see... I think that's what I quite like about this um, 
everything being done in advance, really. It's the fact that you can... I know it can get a bit messy because you're trying to work out. It's like always sunny when Charlie's, try, when Charlie's got boxes full of Pepe and he's trying to work everything out <laughs> on his board. Um, but it's... <laughs> you've got... Um, you can see a route through and you can sort of... And almost with players as well, start thinking, hold on. If we get through this, we can get through that and then look where you are. So... Yeah, uh, obviously everything just comes down to Galatasaray games uh, over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I think that'd be a. I actually think if we did, if we did pull it off, then Randers would be a very interesting tie. I don't really. I'm not going to claim that I know anything about them, but it's. But obviously they seem in a pretty similar situation, a similar sort of footballing country to us. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but if we don't get past Galatasaray, well, I seen a post earlier on actually saying uh, it would be a very St. Johnston thing to do would be to beat Galatasaray and lose to Randers. I wouldn't mind if we lost to Randers because we're still guaranteed group stage football. If we beat Galatasaray, we're guaranteed yeah. group stage in the conference, albeit, but you would take that. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't know how that worked. Yep. I didn't know what the script was with that. Yeah, that's ah, what right, happened. So, so guaranteed, if, if we get to the playoff round of the... Europa League, which means we beat Galatasaray, yeah. the, the playoff round is against Randers. If we lose that, we go straight into the conference group stages. So, <laughs> and then we've got, but of course, if we don't beat Galatasaray, we... and we go into the next, the final qualifying round for the conference league group. Yes, we go into uh, the, the playoff round. The group stages. Yeah, the playoff round in the conference league against Lask of Austria or uh, Vojvodina. Uh, Novosad of Serbia so that's the two options there I don't know anything about these teams we'll do some research through the week uh, I know I can come in about Lask go on they've got a zebra mascot and no 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 I, I actually saw a couple of Lask games last year because he played against United in Europe in Europe League in fact no it wasn't last year it was the year before it was in the Covid year okay. because that was the last game the game away in Lask was the last game before everything got called off alright okay so the first and second legs were sort of several months apart. They're not mugs. No. They're not mugs. United sort of overpowered them in the end. But they're really... They're certainly inside the identity. Obviously, it could have changed. They could have had a bit of a change in personnel. But they're still qualifying for European competition. I imagine they're still not mugs. And, yeah, Serbian lot, we'll do some research. We'll get back to you. Good. Um... We'll, we'll discuss more about that in next week. Hopefully we won't have a, a better idea of who we'll be playing by uh, this time next week. Uh, hopefully the, the tie will still be alive after the first leg in Istanbul against Galatasaray. Now, we said at the start of the episode we are going to give you the theme team category for the week. Now, we've got loads of options, but we think it'd be topical to do an Olympic-based theme team. The Olympics are on at the moment. Team GB is absolutely romping at home with a gallon of medals. Now, it could be anything could be a, 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 an athlete, it could be a sport, it could be anything through the Olympics. You let us know that. I've just written down a quick one. I wrote a gold medal, Lee McCann. That was my option for the week. If you've got any better suggestions, listeners, then <laughs> uh, then we'd all like to hear them. See, I really don't want to... Um, I, don't, I, I don't want to win the mug, basically. I, I don't want to give everybody a fighting <laughs> chance, basically. Mate, you could come up with an absolute goat of a suggestion. And you're winning, you're winning jack shit. Yeah, that's true. Silver medal. We, we, we are disqualified. 
this is why I don't enter this or come up with suggestions because it's just because I know it's I know it's fruitless. Um, not because I can't think of anything to save my life. Gold Mella medal. See, that's better. Me- yeah. Or just Mella medal. Don't they be gold, silver, or bronze? Mella medal. There you go. That's my 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 suggestion for the week. Good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you have got better, you know how to get in touch. So thanks for listening again. A couple more points before we go. Thanks to everybody that's bought merch. You can still get t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, and badges on doggersaints.com. Go and have a wee look. Get yourself a wee treat. As we've always stated, the money goes back into the podcast. Our editing equipment alone costs about 90 quid a month. We've got Zoom to pay for. We have to get the top package on that because of the amount of um, editing packages we have on that. Our hosts need paid. Our website needs upgrades. It's a, it's a big overhead. We don't take any money from this whatsoever. It just supports us and lets us do what we need to do. Thanks again to the subscribers who chip in every month into the pot. We've actually started, this will be the first week where they'll get a, a weekly newsletter written by Dan about things coming up on the podcast, guests we're looking at, all the kind of behind the scenes stuff. And we're also sending them over the, the Zoom video call with the interview. This week it's with Sam. So um, they'll get that in all their full detail and full glory and actually see how shambles of an interview we actually do before it's all tidied up on our editing software. Yeah, I mean, what a selling point that is. Uh, £5 a month to get a newsletter detailing the sort of insights into my mind, which, yeah. As yeah, we know, shambles. Gonna, yeah, total shambles. Hamster that operates it is going to be working overtime. Um, <laughs> now, I just want to echo basically everything you've said there, Sam. I'm so grateful to everyone who's um, contributed in, in whatever way, um, be it getting involved in sort of the little features we put out online, bought a bit of merch, really good quality stuff. If you've not uh, had a look, go and have a look. Uh, and obviously the subscribers, and feel like we're going to do a little bit extra for them. Um, do you know what it's like, Dan? Gratitude. Do you know what it's like, Dan? It's like when you get on a plane and they say, thanks for boarding this EasyJet flight and a special welcome to our EasyJet Plus card account holders. Yes. So we're going to start doing that at the start of the episode. Like, Hi, everyone. And hello to the cans. subscribers. How are you, my pals? Get some free cans on EasyJet. <laughs> um, nice. So, so grateful to everyone. I'm just grateful to everyone for listening. As ever, we say, if you weren't listening, we wouldn't be doing it. And we really enjoy doing this. So, Oh, and also, if you're on Twitter, I got a message from the All Things Saints Twitter page. They do a weekly quiz on there, which I had a go at this week. I'm second in the table. It is about league openers with McDermott, and it's getting difficult. Yeah, yeah. I've not quite built myself up to do that yet because I don't, I don't like looking like a failure, and I will look like a failure. <laughs> but uh, no, give give the quiz a go. Um, check the guys at All Things Saints out. Really nice lads, and uh, just run a little website, do match updates and uh, match reports and updates on the club and stuff like that. It's good. Very good content. Uh, they're very good writers as well, so well done to the to the guys there. But that's it. Next thing this week, we'll talk about how we scuttled Galatasaray 3-0 away. That's his plan. What an event it's got to be. And as a special treat for all our subscribers, Dan's adventures on the road watching cricket. We're trying to gain subscribers. And we've lost three already. I've just watched the numbers go down. I I've, can't blame them. I can't wait to hear the commentators on Thursday pull out this. When Craig Bryson takes a touch, volleys it in the top corner, and we get this. Absolutely <laughs> spike the monkey! That is what I want to hear. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.